Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I love pickleball. I mean, there's a reason that it's the fastest growing sport in America right now. Out. You know, people think it's not that uh, aggressive of a sport, but <laughs> come play with the group that I play with. So coming out here, playing doubles with your friends. Are you going to back me up? If I come forward, you go back. It's not that difficult. I mean, the camaraderie, all the fun that you have. No, kitchen, kitchen. When you spin it before you hit it, that's a chainsaw serve. Check the USAPA guidelines, dude. If you're going to be on my team and you're going to go up front and play close, if you're going to work the net, then work the net. Well, it is serious to some of us, Brian. It is. Because I got to see Frank at work next week. I mean, it's not just for seniors, okay? Everybody thinks that. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. Happy NBA Day to everybody out there. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners. This is for you! Next to Tass, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo! And over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. JD said uh, that cold open was your morning, basically. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. That was me. Uh, very frosty <laughs> today on the old pickleball court. Wow, you played outside, outside. pickleball this morning. It's yeah. very cold here in Atlanta today. Very cold. Okay. <laughs> well, you got to see Frank at the office, so I hope you brought it out there. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. You absolutely love to see it. Make sure you subscribe, like, comment away there in the stream team. Share the show. Help us out. Uh, get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. The Classic Factory Neon Sign. It's available for sale. T-shirt form, hoodie form, mug form, hat form. <laughs> hat form. Yeah. <laughs> so go to nodunks.com for all your uh, No Dunks merch. Send in your questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at No Dunks Inc. Today, busy, busy day here in the Classic Factory. We've got this show, which I'll explain in a second. At 1 p.m., a little no bunts. Yeah, and we've got... As good of an accent as that pickleball guy appearing on our show. We've got a special guest. <laughs> wow. Okay. A very similar accent, I'd say. Okay. Or would you would you say that, JD? I, w- I definitely would say. Yeah. That. You know, I, I I can't decipher between southern accents. Are they similar? Anyways. Mm, so yep. it's a southern man or woman, I guess, coming you on. You betcha. Okay. Uh, that's no buts. Uh, then, <laughs> later this afternoon, 3.45 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, a couple of us are going to jump on the Athletic NBA show opening day extravaganza. So this is a stream going on, YouTube, sort of all day long. So 345, look for the No Dunky Boys over there. And then, hey. Are doing that from here? You yeah, bet. we might yeah. have. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I think I'm not coming by. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, come by for this one, too. I didn't put you on the graphic because I thought you had a busy day with your daughter's birthday. But hey, some of us will be doing a No Dunks NBA pregame stream 
at 6.45 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, you know, just to jump on YouTube here, get hyped for the big games, uh, the doubleheader tonight, starting with the uh, Sixers and Celtics. Y'all doing that one from home? Yeah, that one we're doing from home. Okay. Uh, depending on how the burger roasting goes tonight, might show up for that one as well. Okay. It's an opening day extravaganza in the Kirby household as, hold as well, so I'm a lot of TBDs today. Okay, that's a lot fine. of TBDs. Hey, happy birthday to uh, Isla. I know. I keep telling her, I can't wait for October 18th. Got the best gift. <laughs> the NBA season finally returns. <laughs> Dad! <laughs> she doesn't like that. No, but I gave her a Sixers-Celtics opening night, so she's very excited. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Oh. Uh, let her stay up for the late game, too. See the Warriors <laughs> yeah. get their rings. Good idea. Good idea. Uh, this is fun, too, just uh, to give everybody a little heads up. you got all the time in the world to get in, but we are going to do a No Dunks NBA Survivor Pool. Not Survivor the reality show. The Survivor Pool, like... Some 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 people call it what like suicide or eliminator or yeah. like knockout sure. or last Listen, man standing. I was confused too. Yeah, yeah. NBA Survivor Pool. Uh, we're not going to start it until the second week of the season. The link is in the YouTube description. I'll try and remember to put it in the podcast description as well. It's through Run Your Pool, but uh, you know, you pick a team once a week, and you got to hope they win. It's just straight up. They win. You move on to the next week. It's as simple as that. Win a week. But you know. Anything can happen in the NBA, so it's probably uh, it's probably a lot easier than it sounds. Mm. I'll probably be out in the first week. I can't wait for that. <laughs> you know, I'm taking the Raptors first week. Oh damn! Uh, so yeah, that link is uh, in the YouTube description. So uh, join the No Dunks NBA Survivor Pool. Run through. Run your pool. Okay, we will get to the uh, last minute contract extensions that we got yesterday. There's like three sort of at the buzzer. Uh, and we have a better look at the Celtics jerseys uh, because the team actually announced them, the Bill Russell-inspired jerseys. We'll do that at the end of the show, though, because here today we're going to be ranking all 30 teams. We'll do it by conference. We're using the old tier maker, Trey <laughs> Kirby, and I think we decided on five <laughs> tiers, okay? Yes, yes. Championship contenders, final four flirts, <laughs> Playoff locks, yeah. play in potential teams, and then the Wembanyama tankers. There we go. Okay, so Area Fifty One. We've uh, I like so the final four, four, four flirts that you came up. With oh, you like that? Okay. Yeah, lock it in. Lock so it in. championship contenders, final four, playoff locks, play in, and then the uh, you know the bottom of the barrel teams. Um, start with the Eastern Conference. Start with the Eastern Conference. Starting right here at home. Okay. Your Atlanta Hawks, <laughs> a must-watch league pass team. If you don't live in Atlanta, uh, a solid season for the Hawks last year. I think maybe a better season than we kind of actually remember. They did end up winning 43 games, just had a slow start as usual, finished second in the league in offense, but 26th in defense, obviously added DeJounte Murray over the summer. So let's open the bidding for the Atlanta Hawks. Where are they going to be ending up here? Finals, conference finals, making the playoffs, making the play-in. We're trying to find an alien. We're starting with a very, very difficult yeah. one. Because, yeah, totally. because when we're talking the, the first three categories here, the lowest being a playoff lock, that means we're talking about six teams in the Eastern Conference, right? Is that what we're going with here? If we're talking about locks in the playoffs, yeah. if, we're, if we're doing this like we should be doing it, it's only six teams in those first three categories. <laughs> yeah, right. Our numbers aren't going to match <laughs> no. up. No way. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're going to be overly optimistic here. Okay, I think. So we're going to have too many teams in the playoff lock category and, category and not enough in the play-in. 
That's just how it's going to work yeah, out. It's yeah. okay. It's a bell curve. That's right. Okay. So we're, we're lying here. Then they're in the playoff lock category. Because I, I do think there are six teams that I rank higher than them. And the Celtics and the Bucks, the Sixers and the Heat, the Raptors and the Cavs, to me, are right, high, are right. better, higher teams. And we're not even talking about the Bulls. I wouldn't put them over it. But I wouldn't put them over uh, the Atlanta Hawks. But those six teams I mentioned are my locks. Uh, so... You know, if we're lying, then the Hawks are a playoff lock as well. <laughs> right. So, you're, yeah, it's either playoffs or play-in. And it's really all it comes down to me is, uh, of course, a part of it is, like, how do DeJounte Murray and Trey Young uh, coexist? And, and uh, you know, in terms of sharing the ball at the point guard position or at least running the offense, there's all of that. Uh, but it's really, can you just play defense? 26th? Yeah, That's what they ranked? Bad. I mean, it's brutal. Yes. They have to, like, to be a playoff lock or to even be flirting with, like, going to a, another conference finals, which they have been there two years ago, um, you got to play better defense. And there's players there where it makes some sense. DeJounte Murray, obviously a huge addition to take, like, the best backcourt player on the other team. Mm -hmm. Hunter, who just got his extension. I said we'll get to that later. Got paid quite a bit to uh, be their wing defender. And then, you know, Capella is your big guy. He obviously takes care of the glass. He's a bit of a deterrent at the the rim. So it should be better than 26. So playoff playoff lock seems right. I also thought they were a playoff lock here just because they they feel – at least they feel like they should be a top six team. So I think it's worth putting them there. There's going to be a team that ends up in the playoff lock category that falls down into the play-in unexpectedly. Yeah. It could certainly be the Hawks. I mean, their defense last year, it's honestly ridiculous. But 53 games for DeAndre Hunter last year, 48 only for Onyeka Okongwu. And then Clint Capella did play 74, but he was a lot slower last season than he was during that conference finals run. So they need big seasons from those three guys because for as much as DeJounte Murray is going to help forcing turnovers and being able to take the best guard out there, you got to have some solid front court players playing defense to yep. actually put up a decent number. But if they're like 20th, they should make the real playoffs. Yep, they should. But is there any worry on the offensive end them being an incredible offensive team last year? Basically can't get much better. Then you insert a new ball handler who's going to take the ball away from Trey Young that they fall off a little bit there. And then those two categories kind of balance out in terms of the drop-off in offense and the gain in defense. I think there's a chance. I do believe in this team, uh, but, again, the Eastern Conference is so tough. Yeah. This playoff lock that we have here is going to be uh, it's going to be kind of a lie in uh, in a few months because I think <laughs> those other six teams are, are just – they're more solid. This is this – is, it's really, really tough. And they'll be a good playing team, and they like you know playing from behind. They like starting off slow, and they like picking up in the postseason when they get there. So they'll be a tough out, uh, whether they're in the play-in or the playoffs. Okay, next team. Moving on to Beantown. Mm. The Boston Celtics are the next team up on our list. Finished 51-31 and 31 last season. Kind of a tale of two seasons for the Celtics, obviously. They caught fire in the second half of the year. Went to the NBA Finals, where they took a 2-1 lead over the Warriors. Yeah. Before the Warriors ended up winning their fourth title in a few years. So where are you putting the Boston Celtics? My guess, they're going to end up in that top tier. They better be. Yeah. They have to be. Mm-hmm. You, you, you want to drop them. No, you you I, think okay, they're a bit of a fluky team. Here, this is like a big picture. Like I'm zooming out here to include the Celtics in this point. These teams, the Celtics because of their coaching change. The Nets because of the off-court drama and like I don't want to be here from their star players and get rid of our coach, but they're still here and all of that. The Suns with whatever the vibes are with that team. And then the Warriors maybe with the Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole. These four teams, everybody for the most part is like, eh, they're still good teams. I know you think differently maybe about the Suns. You could see a drop-off there. But like my point is 
Those were some crazy shit happening during the offseason. And there's no way all four of these teams, you can't convince me all four of them are like, no big deal, 55 wins, see in the conference finals or whatever, you know, like a really an elite team. One of them or two of them, if not more, has to be affected. Yeah. I have to totally. believe that. But you can't put the Celtics, the Celtics in the Celtics. same category as the Nets. I mean, the, the, well, they, the, I mean the, okay, the so Nets. then coaching doesn't matter at all? Like, or Missoula is just as good as Udoka? Like, which, what is it? I mean, that's a big thing. They lost their damn coach. Well, I, I, yeah, but the Nets are, are a cluster F in the locker room, I mean, throughout, yeah. the, throughout the last 12 months, and the Celtics wipe them off the floor. I think there are totally two different categories in the Eastern Conference. And, yeah, whatever happens in the Western Conference, that's different. But I think the Celtics should be in this category. They deserve to be in this category, and it's not just last year. They have been in the Conference Finals four of the last six years at least, and and they they squeezed one in and got one to the final. So mm-hmm. this is a this is a rock solid team. And okay. yeah, Udoka gone. Uh, it could be an issue for a, a bit, but the players are gonna override that. They're too good, and the locker room's too good. I thought Ime Udoka was a big part of their locker room being so good last year, but I guess we'll see going forward. Yeah. I still got him in the NBA Finals tier because they did make the finals, and their main players are still young yes. in yes. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. They also, as we know, added Malcolm Brogdon. They get a full year of Derek White. It just feels like the luck isn't going their way this season the mm-hmm. way it did in the second half of last year, but they started stinky yeah. last year as well. So, yeah. I don't know. You'd rather have your bad luck in October and November than... You know, January, February into June. That okay, kind of totally fine. Of course, putting them in the championship contender, I all the th- all the reasons you're saying, but let's not like gloss over the fact that Robert Williams III is injured and yep. is their most important defensive player, which is why they were winning a ton of games. So that's a rough start, but he's could come back in like whatever eight to twelve weeks, uh, and then can Al Horford, you know, can that body stay? Uh, I saw photos. Stay elite? I saw photos of that body. The body looks. Good. Right. Okay. The body looks great in, in those leaked jerseys, which I wish we didn't have those leaked photos prior to the actual announcement yeah. of the jerseys because the jerseys look way better. It's 100%. You know, they look great better. lighting. Yep. Great bods. <laughs> and the details. Al, Al Horford has been drinking a, a lot of chocolate milk. Uh, yes, and the details. The details are great. And, and owed, uh, Bill Russell. <laughs> Bill Russell took part in the design of those uh, before uh, passing. So. I throw them in that. Uh, listen, listen to the guys you just mentioned. You know, Horford, uh, Malcolm Brogdon we haven't mentioned, the Jays, Marcus Smart, they're rocks. They're going to come out and uh, put it together. They should be an NBA Finals team. I, I, I know the Final Four flirt category is a great name, but not putting them in that. Okay. I think that's fair. This is maybe the toughest question in the Eastern Conference. The next team we're going to discuss is the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> Why even recap what they did last yeah. season? Because it can't be as bad as last year, can it? That's my main <laughs> thing is like it can't be as bad as it went last season. And the Nets were, for all of their faults last year, they still made it to the play-in tournament. They still made it to the playoffs. They were in first place for a little bit. Yeah. Somehow the Nets won 44 games. The way we talk about the Nets, you would think they won 12 games last season. Sure. But they won 44. Kevin Durant was an MVP candidate for a large chunk of the season mm-hmm. until he went down with an injury. But then they made it to the playoffs, and they got ran off the floor by the Boston Celtics. So this good luck amazing. picking a tier for the Nets. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say this would be the this might be the only team we come across through this exercise where you could put them realistically in four different categories. Tankers is probably too extreme because they're not leaning into that. Right. But contenders, Final Four, playoff, or play-in. I mean, 
you can make a case, a very fair case for any of those four, couldn't you? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, talent-wise, you'd be like, yeah, they're championship contenders. This but. is a blast. It's a blast talking about these Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, you could literally split them into four pieces and throw them <laughs> in the first four categories. Absolutely. They were 29-16 and 16 last year, the number one Eastern Conference team on January 22nd. So more than half the season, they were leading it because Kevin Durant was healthy. <sighs> I, I, I think <laughs> there's going tough, to be man. there's going to be a big move. Uh, at, at some point with this team, I don't think they. I don't think the status quo stays from here until the end of the season. I just can't. I just can't imagine it. But like, what? What a, kind of a move do you? Make? Yeah. I mean, I think they trade Kyrie. Irving. I think they trade Kyrie. But uh, even still, they do have Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons on their team with a great, great <laughs> talent around them, and I, I just don't believe in the chemistry that they had two years ago. So I, I tend to lean a little bit lower on the on the tier maker than. I guess you guys do. I so don't know. So where are you going? You're putting I, I can't lock, in I'm not locking them in. I'm not locking them in. Yeah, I, I would put them in play in, which is <laughs> which is tough. Because, because of those, t- they're not as sturdy as the Bucks or the Celtics or the Heat or the Sixers or the Raptors or the Cavs. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we got, you know, we yeah. put the Hawks in the playoff locks category. We're, we're lying about that one. There can't be seven playoff locks to me. Um, but. Where would you guys put them? Are you uh, locking them in the postseason? It's impossible to lock them in. I'm with you. I was debating between play-in or playoff lock, but I don't know. Like, I'm a little more worried now about Joe Harris and Seth Curry missing time than I was because having as many shooters as possible is kind of essential to Ben Simmons being able to fit there. This guy's also coming back from 16 months off of basketball. I'm a little encouraged that Kyrie Irving is in the middle of a contract here. Like, he needs to play and needs to be an all-NBA player, so maybe he's more engaged or maybe he gets traded. I kind of feel like if there was a trade out there, it would have already happened. Mm-hmm. They seem to me like they should be a scary playoff team, but they also got swept last season, so I don't know. You tricked me into taking the over in our over-under podcast, <laughs> so I got to put him in the play-in tournament here to kind of hedge my bets. <laughs> nice. A nice head. It's up okay. to you, though, No, it's not. I mean, the votes, you got two votes to got go play two. in. I think, like, I still believe if Kevin Durant is on your team and playing, that the Nets are, in theory, honestly, a better team than the Hawks and probably your Cavs and even my Raptors and all <laughs> that. Like, I'm sorry. They just are. Kevin Durant's that good. And all these other guys around him on his team, too. So, uh, But they're the ultimate what if and, like, you know... Steve Nash could be fired eight games into the season. That could be good for them for all I know. Like, I, I don't know. So I'm fine with playing is what I'm getting at here. That's, yeah, that's fine. I think that's fair. The, the Nets, to me, are almost kind of the antithesis of the Heat and the Raptors. Like, the Heat and the Raptors get a little bit overrated because we all think they're going to overperform expectations, whereas the Nets, you're just expecting them to be under expectations. So yeah. let's throw them in the play-in and be delighted if something good happens. <laughs> okay. Uh. I think we're going to have a bit quicker discussion on this one, because when I was looking through my notes, I forgot to add this team even to my notes. <laughs> oh, boy. The Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Mm. No, I mean, what, I, it it can't get – it is getting worse and worse and worse, I guess, the latest with uh, James Booknight. Um, charged, right, with another DUI? Was that what it was? Or? Driving while impaired, I yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I've said that they could be. I said this weeks ago that they'd be a sneaky pick for the worst record in the league, and it's only got it's it's only becoming more and more apparent that that could be true. So, put me put me into the tank category. I, I'm <laughs> I hate to do it, but they probably should. Oh, I 100% agree that they're in the tank category. They somehow won 43 games last yeah. year, made it to the play-in game. And got smoked by the Hawks. Lost by basically 30 points uh, in that play-in game. Same thing happened to the pay- to them 
against the Pacers uh, two seasons ago. So it's like they're scrap, scrapping and clawing to get into the play-in tournament where they just get smoked. Why would you keep doing that yeah. again? We know LaMelo's out to start the season. They've had a lot of bad news during the the off season here. So I think this is an easy Area 51. Mm. It's, it's either play-in or Area 51. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, the thing is uh, they will be trying for the play-in tournament, and that's uh, a downside. Like if there was a category in here to be – Yeah, but for how long, be, Tass? Like well, in all honesty, yeah, like 20 games in and they're, you know – Seven and thirteen. At some point in the front office, gonna be like, all right. I don't know. Just develop. I don't know. They're gonna be trying. They're gonna be trying for a lot of the season, I think. And if there's a category in between the play-in and the Area 51, where it was like a should be bricking for Vic or should be looking to Area 51, that's where they would fit, I think, because they're gonna be in between. They're gonna be looking to get in the plan and. If Gordon Hayward's on the floor and if Lamelo's on the floor, they're probably good enough for 30 wins, and so they're not. It won't be far from the plane, but throw them in Area 51 because that's where they should ride. And just not sure MJ likes aliens. I don't think my, a Michael Jordan team <laughs> is is doing that. Well, he kind defeated of thing. the monsters. Mm, that's a good point. And then he welcomed them to the Toon Squad. Yeah, <laughs> this guy loves aliens. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Biggest alien fan in the game. Yeah, I mean, you had said it on one of our previous podcasts too, like. They could be a team that looks to trade Hayward, Terry Rozier, who else? Kelly Oubre Jr. So there's um, some pieces around there that could be desirable to a contending team. Yeah. This could be this could be a David Robinson sort of stealth tank where, you know, they just play it easy. You've got yeah. one good player, but how nice would it be to have two incredible players? <laughs> yeah, no, just it, go for it. The, the tough Eastern Conference is probably a good thing for them. They're going to get pounded. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're in the easiest division that part of it yeah all right can't wait for this one the <laughs> chicago bulls that's who i thought you were talking about you forgot oh. about the bulls <laughs> everybody else does <laughs> oh my goodness i was listening to the athletic nba show today i was stoked to hear anthony slater pick patrick williams as his uh most, most improved player of the year no surprise fred katz comes over the top and talks about the toronto raptors like one second later <laughs> ridiculous fred katz is part of the raptors propaganda machine as well i didn't know that that was going to be the case uh but the chicago bulls i'm gonna lose this one they're a playoff lock but they're gonna end up in the play-in tournament so tell me why well Patrick Williams is good, but let me tell you something about OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. <laughs> see, see, classic uh, Raptors movie. Uh, those dudes can pass the ball, and people are underestimating what they can do together. Dabbles, uh, it's unfortunate. They are a solid team. They are mm-hmm. a solid team. But they're being out-solided by, <laughs> by a lot of other Eastern Conference teams, so you have to throw them in the play-in tournament yeah. situation, which is unfortunate for a 46-win team. But they start the season with what killed them in the second half, and that's injuries. And that's that's a big part of this. They got off to that hot start, got the injuries, and now Alonzo Ball is injured, and, and it really sucks, and who knows when he comes back. And he is such an integral part to that defense. Playing. I'm sorry. It's true. There's a reason why no one's talking about the Bulls because they didn't do anything, and they're sort of like just mediocre, and everybody is agreeing with that. Hey, they beat the Bucks in the playoffs in Milwaukee <laughs> last right. year. That's, hey, listen, that's, listen. Uh, was they're... that a gentleman sweep? It was, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. No, yes. no. They they won game two. Oh, they did. They won game two, and people were thinking, oh, they the won Bulls in have a chance in game three because yeah. Chris Middleton went down with an injury, and then they lost by thirty. Yeah. <laughs> it was the worst home loss in Bulls playoff history. I don't know why there's no buzz for this team. <laughs> <laughs> I will get jacked if if if. Now speaking about the injuries, there's guys who are coming in like Io Desumu. Javante Green should get minutes. He he played that power forward spot. Probably should start over Patrick Williams. But if Patrick Williams 
gets a little hot. I think there could be some buzz. There needs to be a spark within those guys because they've they basically sold out. They they've basically sold traded every pick and it has to come within if they're gonna yeah, get in, good in the Vooch deal for sure. Yeah, yeah. but uh, hey, Caruso back. I like that. Exactly. That's fun. They're only missing Lonzo. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. really only missing Lonzo. And the Bulls at their worst last season: no Lonzo, no Caruso, no Pat Williams. Zach Levine was playing through a knee injury. Still yep. no Lonzo, but he'll come back sometime this season. Who knows what's gonna happen? Lavar, I said, or I saw said that he had like nerve problems in his knee, which sounds pretty bad. But everybody else, full health. Contract year Vooch, gotta be a big season for him. And they added depth with Andre Drummond and Goran Dragic. Those are NBA players. Hey, yeah, those hey. are players. Who I are think it? they're going to be 41 and 41. Uh. <laughs> Which is like, and that's playing. Has to be, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm, yeah, that's, that's yeah. playing. Yeah, that's okay. playing. Okay. All right, solid. Oh, uh, hey, what are you doing? Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, what are you uh, doing? Okay. Trey Kirby trying to uh, sneak the Bulls into the uh, championship <laughs> contender uh, category there. Well, tier. everybody's a, still a contender right now. <laughs> that's true. Everybody's 0 0. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, everybody's favorite team right now, everybody's favorite Eastern Conference second favorite team. Uh, good season for the Cavs last year. Obviously, they added Donovan Mitchell via trade over the offseason. Finished last year, kind of like the Bulls, a really sweet start. Injuries derailed the team. They finished 44-38, and 38, or 44 and 38, knocked them down to 8th in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so, yeah, Cleveland Cavaliers, my guess is that this is a playoff lock team with people making a case as Final Four flirts. Oh, Wow. Wow, I can't do that. Not, I can't not do with that. the other teams in the Eastern Conference. But of course, playoff lock, yeah, you can, you can twist my arm. I'm not as high on this team as others, just because I feel there is a collective like to the moon with this squad, and I think it's going to be a year or two until maybe that comes to fruition. But playoff lock, they should be really good. If they're if if they're if they're bigs in Mobley and Jared Allen are playing, then that right there, that's just a you have an elite defense. Uh, you really do. Absolutely. So then, then you've got obviously Mitchell to help out Garland to try and sort of close games. I, 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 you know, they're a playoff lock to me. Yeah, fifty of the games in an NBA season are Tuesday, Friday, Sunday nights. Where you know you <laughs> go marquee games, you go yeah. into Cleveland and you got to face <laughs> beasts in the lane that you do not want to go go into. A, a, a big part of uh, guards trying to score on, on on this team is. You know, looking at those guys in the lane and just staying out of it. If you like your your scores like plus minus over under numbers, you look when they play this team. You got to say I, I don't know if they're not a great three point shooting team, they're not going to produce because they're just scary in there. So a forty four win team that just needed a score. Insert Donovan Mitchell have all this talent. I believe that Donovan Mitchell will be inserted pretty seamlessly. I think he wants to bounce back. I think he is a, a good team player when he wants to be. This team should excel. So many injuries to get to 44 wins. I think this is a 50-win team. I think the chemistry and the, the locker room is a big part of every NBA team. They've got it. They've got it. I don't think Donovan's messing with that. But so. even you are not going so far to say this is a, a conference finals run. You don't see like a potential with the Hawks did two, year ago, two years ago, the Mavs did a year ago. I guess if injuries break their way for other it's teams. A, yeah, it's a tough conference to do it yeah. in. But yeah, if injuries break their way, you know, playoff lock is just a, it's a nice step here. Yeah. They were playing team. They, they should have been a lock until they got really banged up. So playoff lock, I do want to say a, a, a flirting 
I, I think they're waving at the fi- the final four spot. <laughs> From across the bar? <laughs> Making know? eyes That's at the flirting. final four spot. Absolutely. <laughs> Trey, what do you think? I think playoff lock is the place for them to be and win a playoff series. Should be the goal and would be an awesome season for the Cavs oh, to yeah. win a playoff yeah. series. For the first time without LeBron since LeBron entered the league, I think is what it would be, right? Jeez. So I'm happy to slot them in there. I think it's kind of weird because when you look at the Eastern Conference, most of the time I'm like, oh, they're not going to be able to beat the Bucks because they can't handle Giannis. They're not going to be able to beat the Sixers because they can't handle Joel Embiid. I don't think that's a problem for With the Cavs. Team, They've yeah. actually got bigs to play defense. The problem is going to be more of a Jimmy Butler or a Jason Tatum or a Kevin Durant wing player who really gives the Cavs trouble and – It'll all depend on matchups. So, yeah, I, I could foresee them making eyes at the conference finals if, you know, injuries go the right way, matchups go the right way, just like they did for the Hawks. I saw Kyle, I think it was in the stream team, say they're not the deepest team in the league. So, uh, oh, another injury. Well, I think that's true because Rubio's not going to be back for a while. That's of course, on. Love, he played great last year. Can he do that again off the bench? Karis Lavert, you know, he, did, he didn't deliver no, what they were really should have hoping. A ba- hopefully have a bounce back, but Lavert. Yeah. Uh, yeah, love. They've got some solid guys, and Jetty Osman coming off the bench. There's, there's guys Lopez. There. You like there's Robin? a Lopez. There's a Dean Wade. Don't, uh, see, don't call see, me I D think Wade. You're, you're just naming guys. No, I'm not sure good. Yeah, Ta- Task came up with a great theory on a podcast we were on recently. He said the more players that you name on a team, the worse the team is. Because if you're talking about the eighth guy, it don't really matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 yeah the top two are really what you need to talk about. You're trying to talk yourself into guys, but the, their bench is. Bad. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> it's, they got Kevin Mediocre. Love. Mediocre. Nah. It's not good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I, Kevin, Love is, Kevin Love got six man. If it was so good, they would have been better when all the guys got injured last year. But they weren't. That's fine. Yeah, well, That's yeah. most teams. So. It's a tough team. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough team. Tough, tough, tough team. Okay. team. All right. We're staying in the, the central division here. The Detroit Pistons. Oh. A league pass favorite, no doubt, this year. Cade Cunningham, year two. Jay Nivey. Year one, Jalen Duran, year one. They did lose their leading scorer from last season, Jeremy Grant. Yeah. People seem to just be writing that off. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? You just lost 20 points per game. Uh, the one veteran you had on the team. But where are you all going to be putting the Detroit Pistons? I think this is an easy slot. I think they just have to be put into the play in part because they made the Bogdanovich move. So it tells you, like, their front office doesn't seem to believe that they're like, well, let's just tank and go for a high pick again. Maybe that happens uh, as maybe Kate Cunningham picks up an injury and suddenly it's like, uh-oh, Casey can't win any games. I don't know. But right now, to me, it feels like they would love in March to be flirting with the play-in. Yeah. Like, that yeah. would be like, yeah. oh, we could get in. You know, we win this a couple games this week, we might get a 10 seed. So... I think they're a playing team, and I think probably the right spot in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, throw them in there. I think in the end they'll be an Area 51 team when it comes down to it. Uh, they've got Boyan Bogdanovich. I think they'll just flip him uh, for another part because they're not going to be a playoff team anytime soon. But it's fun to think of them as uh, a team that's going for it. So why not? Yeah, they lose a 20-point game uh, per game guy in Jeremy Grant. It's like, you know you can get fooled by that, right? Like Kyle Kuzma, 20 point per game guy with the, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. And we'll get to the Washington <laughs> wizards in a sec. He could fool you. That guy was hitting threes all year last year, big threes. And they lost those games and he's not a great three point shooter. So you, you get fooled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cade kind of destroys all those ideas that they need other players. Cade is their best player. And if Cade is going to take him to the play in tournament, 
That'll be fun. That'll a, be a fun a year. A successful season will be Cade coming out of the gate like he ended the season last year. You know, maybe there's like that tiny buzz of like, oh, should Cade be an all-star here in his second year? There'll be that. And mm. if they're like within striking distance of a of a ninth or tenth seed come the final couple weeks of the season, that's a big, big win of a season. And development from these other guys, Bay and Beef and, and their rookies and stuff <laughs> like that. So, yeah. Playing play feels right. Yeah. And you said, like, in the end, 14 teams are going to be in Area 51. When it's all said and done, they're all going to have a minuscule chance at the alien. So, uh, you know. Right, 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 right at the I'm alien. Just, yeah. I'm just saying. They're, but I don't think they're leaning towards losing as many games as possible. You know what we should start? Uh, I, used, I was just thinking about Cade and what a great passer he is. He's He's got a, the potential for a Randall Cunningham nickname, too. He could pass. <laughs> Cade Randall Cunningham? Whatever. It's just he a... could run and pass, actually. I yeah. loved playing with Randall Cunningham in like uh, the old Madden games. He was... He was Talk QB Eagles? Beast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. All right, yep. where are you going, playing? Uh, Area 51, for sure. The wow. Pistons? They're yeah. gonna be, they might be the most watchable bad team in the league, but the majority of their roster is third year or younger. So that's tough, especially considering the Eastern Conference has a lot of good teams. They'll be fun to watch. They'll be flirting, but I don't think they're going to make the play-in tournament. No. no won we're, 23 games last year. Where they end up will be Area 51. I'm okay with that. Okay. Okay. All right. Staying with the P names. From the <laughs> Pistons to the Pacers. I guess also a little bit car-related as well. The Indiana Pacers, a weird team to figure out because they do have some veterans still sticking around for now in Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, but they finished 25-57 and 57 last year after they made the big DeMonta Sabonis for Tyrese Halliburton trade. Mm-hmm. Drafted Benedict Matherin uh, in the draft this year. He seems to be getting a ton of buzz right yeah. now during the preseason. He's going to score a ton, I think. He he's going to get the ton. opportunity, and like that's why you see, God, we have somebody in our stream team every day saying he's going to win Rookie of the Year. <laughs> like, there's some believers. I guess if he scores enough, mm-hmm. he'll be on the short list. He'll be on the short list. Yeah, but I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. <laughs> yep. This so, is an area 51 for yeah, me as well. Easy. It's just they could accidentally hit their over because they don't trade their guys fast enough. That's the only possible reason, but this should be a team with wins in the 20s. I Yeah, yeah. there's not much to discuss. Uh, they could overachieve if Miles Turner and Buddy Heald are there for a long time, but uh, yeah, the best thing that could happen for them is they get dealt and they move on, and it's the Tyrese Halliburton-Benedict Mathurin show. And Benedict Mathurin is um, looking good in the, in the preseason. Yeah. Uh, and the way Tyrese Halliburton is unselfish. Mathurin could have a lot of opportunities yeah. to score. So it's a good dark horse uh, rookie of the year candidate there with, with Benedict. Okay. Area 51. Area 51. Yeah. An easy one. Uh, yeah. Moving on, though, from maybe the worst team in the Eastern Conference to the team who finished with the first seed in the Eastern Conference last year, the Miami Heat, 53 yeah. and 29. They lost PJ Tucker, didn't really replace him, but they are bringing back Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, and Max Struess. I guess that's like the big four. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Hero, throw him in there oh, if yeah. you want. Yeah. He just signed a big deal. But the Heat, where are we putting the Heat? They're going to wow. go in one of these top two tiers, I would have to think. Either a championship contender or flirting with that final four. Yeah. The flirt is the key part of that tier. That's why I wanted that in there. And I think that's that's right. They're, 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 if they're not in the conference finals, they have obviously ambitions to be there. And with the coach and that roster – Tucker loss is it's tough. It's tough. I mean, especially when you match up with a box or something like that. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, Tucker, can you try and slow Giannis? I mean, you're still going to put 30 on your head, but at least you're going to make it difficult, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I don't see them dropping off. And I think Lowry, with what was going on off of the floor last year with a lot of personal problems and sort of out of shape, 
they'll, they're, they're going to just be a damn good team. So I think I think uh, Final Four flirt is fine with me. Yeah, definitely not below that. You know, they were in the Eastern Conference Final. They weren't far from making the NBA Finals no, over the Boston away. Celtics. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it is a team we all sort of overlook. Uh, but that's fine putting them there. They're not a lock uh, for the NBA Finals. And, yeah, we know who's going to go into that category in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Conference Finals seems like the spot here. They're going to be one of the hardest teams to beat. But for me to get them into a championship contender, they got to make a move because they don't really have the second reliable offensive option. Like, Bam can do it sometimes. The three-point shooting in general can do it sometimes. Lowry can do it sometimes. But you don't necessarily know who the number two guy is going to be, which is a concern because Jimmy Butler can have some stinkers. He had 27 total points in games three through five last year against the Celtics. We've seen him have awesome games. We've seen him also have games where he's just completely uneffect- ineffective. So if he struggles and they don't have the second guy, it's tough to make them a championship contender. So I'm happy putting them in the final four yep. category. Yep. All right, moving on. This one I'm imagining will go into the NBA Finals category. The Milwaukee Bucks. Same old Bucks championship team, basically. They're just getting Chris Middleton back from injury eventually. Brooke Lopez only played 13 games last season. Joe Ingles will be back at some point. Mm-hmm. I'm naming all old guys. That's the thing with the Bucks. During this run that they've had, where they've been one of the best teams in the league, won a championship a couple of seasons ago, health was never a concern, and now I kind of feel like it's the biggest concern with the Bucks. Yeah. Not necessarily with Giannis, but everybody else is pretty old at this point. Yeah, I saw our man Kelly Dwyer point out that a bunch of these guys are in their 30s. Middleton, Drew, Brooke. And those are extremely key parts as they get older. Yeah, Brooke missed a, a ton of the season last year. Played, what, 13 games. Chris Middleton now going to miss the first couple weeks of the season. He missed last year's postseason because of an injured wrist. They're taking it slow with him, so the first few weeks of the season, yeah. And uh, it's a worry. Um, that just leads me to believe that this team is not going to be a number one seed. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, they don't care about that. I, I really don't see them chasing the number one seed. In the end, you can't bet against them. You can't. You can't bet against them winning it because the way they won it two years ago. Mm-hmm. So they're in the uh, the NBA Finals category for me. Yeah, that's a that is a championship contender. If Giannis is on your team at this point of his career in his prime, <laughs> you have a chance to win. And then yeah, Brooke Lopez is the massive, massive question mark. You know, you're thinking Middleton's going to get back, and he's just like you know we call him the roller coaster when it comes to playoff games, but he's pretty damn consistent in terms of shooting the ball and scoring. But Brooke uh, shoring up that back line, that defense going next level with him and Drew as sort of your anchors there, along with Giannis. That's the cue because they are old, man. You other guys too, like that they look to to contribute, like Wesley Matthews. Baca even gets the odd chance. You know, Bobby Portis isn't a spring chicken. You know, he's seven or eight years in here too. Uh, so, you know, on one hand, you got the uh, those vets that have been there, done that, won a title. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, does that catch up to you at some point? But yeah, yeah. They're, they're a championship contender. Pat Connaughton's out for a few weeks too. Mm. All right, <laughs> Not Pat. I'm, I'm with you, a championship contender for now. But um, they got some question marks. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. Moving on quickly though to the New York Knicks. Had a 37-win season last year. Their biggest win of the year came in Game 1 against the Celtics, the bing-bong game. Of course, in the 2021 season, they won 47 games. So where are we putting the Knicks here? They <laughs> seem like they're a 500 team. Yeah. They're not as bad as they were in 21, not as or not as good as they were in 21, not as bad as they were in 22. So 500, play them in. Yeah, that feels right. I think that... 
I want to make a case for the playoff lock. I love Jalen Brunson being added to the team and just like the impact it has on everyone else, especially their young guys and, and Barrett and like Ken Tibbs finally play Toppin and play Grimes and like, like really, you know, give these young guys, get, get some energy there. Uh, I want to make the playoff lock, but I can't. I can't with the rest of the good teams in the Eastern Conference, so slot them in for play-in for me. Yeah, high hopes. High hopes that they're a lock, but you can't do it now. It's it's too soon. It would be nice. It would be nice if R.J. Barrett's quote saying that he thinks the Knicks are going to shock the world happens. And I do think there is a great trickle-down effect of Jalen Brunson and his nickname of The Rock uh, coming through uh, to make everybody else just uh, a little bit more solid in their roles. I think Julius Randle will have a bounce back year because you don't have to look at him. He's not just not going to get the ball, you know, 10 seconds left on the shot clock, eight seconds left on the shot clock. Jalen Brunson's not going to allow that to happen. RJ Barrett is going to continue his development. He's going to be great at driving to the hole uh, as he was in the second half last year. But now I'm just going to name guys and that's a bad sign. It's a bad sign for a team. I'm going to stop myself playing tournament. That's all they can hope for right now. If you believe in the preseason at all, nope. and I avoid a lot of it, <laughs> the Knicks looked good with Brunson. Like, really, really good. So, you know, you hope that translates into the regular season. Play-in, though, for you as well? Play-in for me as well. Though I will say I do overvalue the preseason a little bit because the Bulls were great in preseason last year. Like, their <laughs> offense was unstoppable, yeah. and they started the season really hot as yeah. well. So that does bode well yeah. uh, for the Knicks. But I think the East is just so good right now that it's going to be tough for them to add a whole bunch more wins from a 37-win team. We're just going to have to look at Julius Randle's season at the end of the year because it's like when he was awesome and an all-NBA player, the Knicks had home court advantage. When he was giving thumbs down to the entire crowd there, the Knicks were bad. Mm-hmm. So if he's somewhere in the middle, likely the Knicks are as well. And they didn't go all in for a Donovan Mitchell trade, That's so right. they have pieces, uh, picks, and players to, uh-oh, disgruntled star in Market X wants out. You know, they could be one of those teams that makes a move like that. Or or not. And maybe like they're like, let's build slowly as they've continued to do here after the Brunson signing. So we'll see. Worst team in the Eastern Conference last year, the Orlando Magic finished 22-60. and 60, Ended up getting the number one draft pick. They took Paolo Boncaro. Uh, Jalen Suggs is out with an injury uh, to start the season. Franz Wagner had an incredible Eurobasket performance. Yep, he might yep. be the next Bogdan Bogdanovich where we're like, do it, man. We've seen you do it. <laughs> yeah. But where are you putting the Orlando Magic uh, on this list here? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. The team no one wants to talk about, a lot of fun parts, a lot of players that you can get behind, a lot of uh, you know internet stars that are going to have big fan bases. Yeah, the Mo Bamba fans out there. The- Fultz fans. <laughs> There's a contingent of them. Yep. Mm, yeah. There are. Bull, Bull Bull's got a lot of fans. Bull Bull, so, yeah. obviously Wagner for sure. Yeah. Cole. Jonathan Isaac has a lot of fans in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Will he ever play basketball again? Yeah. Cole Anthony yep. uh, makes fans. Yeah. I don't know. They could be the internet favorite team as for like <laughs> yeah. the hardcores, but they they should they should be looking for Area Fifty One. They should be, but that's I can't even make a case for a playing term. I'd I'd love to see them all flourish together. But it's hard to see. It's just too many things having to go right. Well, I'll tell you what. If we slotted the Pistons in the Area 51, then you can put the Magic in the Area 51. If that's what we ultimately decided on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. There. They are the Pistons. I think yeah. it's uh, it's the Pistons and the Magic for most entertaining bad team in the Eastern Conference. Um, 
But a step forward would be cool. Uh, like, what? Yeah. Like, literally. When you said they had the worst point? record last year in the Eastern Conference, that actually caught me by surprise. Yeah. I'm like, what? Really? But, yeah, you go start yeah. going through them. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they can take a, a step up and still be in the bottom part of the conference, I guess. Yep. That's exactly right. They could win more than, what did I say, 22 wins last wow, year? 22. I mean, they could win five more games this year. That's yeah. a 25% improvement, and they're <laughs> <laughs> still at 27 wins. So. Yeah. All right. Three teams left in the Eastern Conference. The Philadelphia 76ers. Ooh. Oh, buddy. These are the Eastern Conference champion contenders that I'm the most skeptical of. Harden, the ultimate playoff question mark. Yep. Joel Embiid has missed six of 50 career playoff games, usually for weird stuff like getting sick or getting hit in the face. But it's happened. Obviously, you got to worry about Doc Rivers making adjustments come playoff time. <laughs> right, but right. the 76ers are going to be one of the better teams in the league. Yeah. Absolutely. And you mentioned Doc Rivers in the postseason. This is about the regular season, about getting them there. And I think Doc is great at that. I think Doc has established who he has as the one, two, three, four on this team. And that's important. Harden knows. He took a pay cut. He knows that he's just setting up Embiid, but Embiid also knows that he's got guys around who are going to work their ass off. That's that's the difference than last year. Uh, the, a big difference is P.J. Tucker uh, on that defense, DeAnthony Melton back there, and guys like those two who can hit shots rather than you know the George Niangs and Matisse Thybul that – to me, that's the the image that sticks out in my mind with them, you know, bumbling and fumbling uh, against the Heat last year. Those guys just couldn't make plays. They've got an identity. They're going to work, and uh, I think they could also hit shots. And you're playing around and beat. Who has to do less this year because uh, they've got Harden, they've got an improved Maxi. I believe in this team. It just it feels like they've got the makeup. There's questions, but they've got the makeup to be really good. And I think Doc's going to get that out of them. So I I want to throw them up at the top. I'm fine with uh, yeah. you know a final four. In the end, uh, I think they'll be at the top. So you're going to go championship contender? Yeah, I think so. If, if Embiid had ever made a conference finals, this would be like, we'd be no-brainer saying they're a championship contender. That's yeah. the only reason for pause. And the Harden part where it's like he just has like, you know, goes missing in some of these playoff games. But even I have to put them in a championship contender level. They are. I mean, if they're healthy, they've added these pieces that everybody likes. There's questions, but there's questions for all of these teams. But, man, they should win a lot of regular season games. And then we find out, can Doc, yep. you know, f- you know, when teams, like, really try and take something away in a particular postseason uh, matchup, can Doc counter? And what's that look like? Uh, that's a big one. But, yeah, they're championship contenders. Yeah, they yeah. haven't made the conference finals. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's Bede's their, never made it. Isn't that weird? Wild, it yeah. is weird. They've, they've had two times where they got to seven games. Yep. Uh, and they're just so freaking close. You know, the Raptors series, the Hawks series, where they bumbled that one, and then the Heat one last year was a six-gamer. I think this is the most help that Embiid has, like, throughout the roster. Obviously, he had Jimmy, uh, but this is this is a deep-ass team. This this They should get there. And you guys are super, super high, rightfully so, on Maxi, like, going to the next level and, like, almost maybe flipping in terms of, like, uh, the scoring load, him and Harden, in terms of ranking, and that's got Tobias fourth and stuff like that, so... Yeah, they, they got a good team. Yep. The only questions I have about the Philadelphia 76ers are the playoffs. Yeah, like, yeah. regular season, they're going to be awesome. And like Tass is saying, this is the best Sixers team, at least since that 2019 team that came pretty close to making a conference final. So I do think championship contender. Now let's talk about the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> let's talk about them. I think you guys are going to say that they are final four flirts. No, no, no way. I'm not as high on the Raptors That's as That's what you. I love to hear. Yeah, I, I mean, people are. Uh, and I'm going to be cheering for them. Like, they are going to go 82-0, and and I'm going to look silly. But uh, <laughs> no, no, not Final Four flirts. 
they're not better than a lot of these teams. And you have to play half court offense. The defense is going to be elite. It should be. I mean, it's. I mean, I, I'm excited to see what Precious does with more opportunity uh, as they're big there, and all these switchable guys, and everybody locked in on defense, and you know, Nurse switching it up every three possessions, what they're running and throwing at you, and it's a nightmare. I wouldn't want to play it, but you got to score too, and <laughs> that's that's pause for concern. <laughs> it is. It is. But I think there. Are, I think I would have to in our tiers. I'm putting them in a playoff lock. Even, yeah. even that. Oh, come on. Even that. I want to like pump the brakes Whoa. a little bit. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No. Hit the gas. Hit the gas <laughs> on that. Uh, because, yeah, 46 and a half win is their sort of projected line. They won 48 games last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. All they do, Trey, I know that you're, you, you consider us part of the Canadian propaganda machine. <laughs> uh, but, oh, two, of the, two of the leaders. I wish so, we had a little but, Canadian flag. But like, that's because uh, there's not high. enough. There's not enough of us out there. The last 11 years, they've had their over-under project line. People come in as uh, NBA prognosticators and they say, uh, under, under. 10 of the last 11 years, they've gone over that number because there's not enough of us because people go to Vegas and say, who the hell is this team? <laughs> you, they go under. Uh, and that's a, a huge mistake, right. a huge mistake. And the, 10 of the last 11 years, they go over. So 46 and a half win projected line. The defense is going to be there, as you said. Yeah, the offense is – it comes a lot from fast breaks. Yeah. And it's a very much this, hey, we're going to do it by committee type thing. Yeah. So it's it's not it's not what you'd pen, if, what you drop as a playoff offense. They just don't have a go-to guy. Scotty Barnes can erase all that if he becomes that. So TBD on that. Uh, but the way the Eastern Conference is laid out, playoff lock is the appropriate okay. spot for them. Again, there could be like a Hawks team that somehow knocks down the Raptors. You know, like there's just so many good Hawks or so many good Eastern Conference teams. But yeah, okay. lock them in. Playoff lock, Trey. How do you feel about I'm that? willing to accept that okay. as a playoff okay. lock. Thank you. But I will mention that the Raptors basically played a playoff rotation for the entirety of last season. They play a lot of minutes. Siakam, Van Vliet, Barnes, mm. and Gary Trent Jr. all finished in the top 20 in minutes per game. And they got the fifth seed. So, I don't know. They're always better than expected. Yeah. But one of these teams, the Hawks, Cavs, and Raptors, is going to end up in the playoff tournament. Right. Totally. Playing tournament. Totally. That's and battle. that'll be a little bit of a disappointing season for any of them, I would think, if they're not a top six seed. So, yeah. we shall see. Mm-hmm. I would think the Raptors are maybe, I don't know. The Raptors are most established of those three teams, but least talented. I don't know if that's true, but it kind of feels like it to me. <sighs> that's, I mean, yeah, that's tough. I don't know. Like, they don't have holes really in their lineup at all. Like, you feel good about all of their guys as you went through. Siakam is their star. I mean, the guy's an all-NBA talent, and he was injured to start last year, and then went on a run, like a torrent run. Uh, so he's their star, but people, like, they're not convinced he's, like, you know, a top 15 guy in the league where it's like, hey, give him the ball. Go get us two, man. Go win this game for us. They don't, and maybe he's not. Um, but yeah. Anyway, lock. Final team here in the West. Final team here in the East. The Washington Wizards. Nah. You, you, you said no one talks about your Bulls like all through the preseason. Fair. And I was thinking about that. You're like they are the least talked about team. I think the Wizards are really close. No doubt. They, they are definitely so are. close. They no are one for cares sure. at all about this team. Yeah. <laughs> but it is uh, a team you just name guys for sure. <laughs> One of the most named guys teams. You want to name some it's guys on the Washington Wizards? Uh, yeah, it's fun. What about that Bradley Beal guy? He's pretty good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. What about Chris Porzingis? He's actually can, not he, bad. He can he's produce. Got a beard now. Yeah. Uh, Monte Morris can help out. Oh, solid. That guy takes care of the ball. 
<laughs> the Count of Monte assist though. <laughs> oh, gross. Deleted basketball reference. Yeah, please. Yeah, they've got Kuzu. Kuzu's already been mentioned. You guys guy can pop for 30 points in a game. we got to make a classic factory Kuzi, people are asking. About. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, people want that. I can put my uh, Mario Kart sippy cup in there. Yeah. How could it? How is somebody not made likes. a Kyle Kuzma koozie that's the giant pink sweater? Oh, that's like a no-brainer. I don't. Was that even? Has that been made already? It must be. Anyway, keep going. Anyways, there's just there's just a lot of players you can get infatuated with on this Wizards team. I'm a Denny Avdia guy. Watched oh. all his Israeli games in the Euro basket. Jeez, you sick? He had some. Crazy, he had some. Oh, you're oh, yeah. sick. You people like uh, Formula One because it's on at 10 a.m. How about Eurobasket on at 8 a.m.? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. That's whoa. a good pitch, actually. Uh, yeah, Eurobasket. <laughs> is there good. other basketball games on? So, Avia, Rui Achimura had a good game in Japan in the preseason. Those are guys that, you know, the hardcores can get really excited about. But will they result in wins? Doubt it. You can keep going, too. Actually, I'm like, Will Barton, obviously. And, uh, Gafford's not that bad. <laughs> Delon Wright, that's a great backup Ooh. card. Tosh Gibson's there. Uh, <laughs> this is nice. These Kisper. are some guys. Yeah, these are some guys. I've got the two best backup point guards team. in the league, and one of them's going to start. Yeah, tomorrow. yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, Wizards started playing. 22 and 20 last year. Yeah, it's probably playing. Get fired yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, if Beal and Porzingis are healthy with the rest <laughs> of the roster, it's not. It's like you're just like going to accidentally win games. Yep, exactly. Play like, in tournament. Like, they yeah. could be right there with the Knicks to me, uh, probably fighting for number 10, those two teams. Yeah. What was their over under that we agreed upon? It probably got a go over over on it was like 33 36 and a half yeah maybe. something like that mid 30s yeah. for sure so yeah if it's 36 and a half yeah they can win 40 ish games maybe maybe okay look we have it weighted right now just doing the eastern conference uh, for everybody watching here on youtube and the stream team uh you know we've balanced it out for the most part i guess final four flirts is the uh is the one that only has low, one team yeah. in the miami heat right now but uh Let's keep this going. That took a little longer than we thought, but it's always fun doing the tiers. We'll take a break. When we come back, we will jump over to the Western Conference tiers. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. Hey Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh sure, next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. All right, back in the Classic Factory. Love to see the numbers we're doing here in the stream team. If you're new, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube and hit that like button. We are ranking all 30 teams by tiers. Five different tiers, championship contenders, final four flirts. You got the playoff locks, play-in potential teams, and then the tankers in Area 51 for Wemanyama and Scoot. Um, <laughs> Scoot. We've done the East. You see it there? Let's get into the West. TK, what do you got? Let's get into the West. Our first team, alphabetically, the Dallas Mavericks. They went to a conference finals last season, finished 52 
and 30. They ran into a couple of teams in the Jazz and Suns who were melting down, and they took advantage of it. Go into the conference finals before they lost there to the Warriors. Yep. Main stuff for the Mavericks this season is they lost Jalen Brunson and kind of replaced him with Christian Wood. I would say that was their in and out. Right. Box and they got <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back yeah, from injury, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. More. Not a ton, not a ton going on for the Mavericks. So where are we putting them on the tiers? Well, Luca steps onto this graphic and he decides I am going to <laughs> climb up these rankings. Where even a playoff lock is a little bit extreme, but his name is Luka Doncic. How do you take him off of that spot? Is he mm. flirting? Is he is he a, a, a final four flirt? That's really I mean you mentioned the names he is going to elevate that team no matter who is beside him they've got a great sort of identity a locker room but they don't have somebody to take them to that championship level and then once they get in the postseason somehow Luca takes them to that final four flirt level <laughs> and and takes them to the final four but. But but but, I don't, it's hard to put him there now. It's it's difficult, and I don't see any of those guys really stepping into that role. I, I've got hope for Christian Wood, but he was also let go by two teams in Detroit and Houston that didn't believe. So where do you put Luca with you know, Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock? Where do you put them? Right. I, I I think it's a playoff lock. Is is fine. It's not too high, and it's not too low. Yeah, if you're debating Final Four lock and playoff lock, or Final Four flirt and playoff lock, uh, I was debating playoff lock and play-in team. That's fair. So it feels like we're going to end up uh, putting them in a playoff lock. We'll get Trey's opinion on it, too. I'm just like, that defense was elite at the start of last season, which shocked a lot of people, sort of fell off as the season went on. You know, you know, Christian Wood is not known for defense. He's going to probably get his numbers, though. Uh, I'm more, I'm, I, I'm just like leaning a little bit to the end of the playoff lock teams and more into the play in there. I wouldn't be surprised if they are a seventh or eighth seed. Um, can Luca do it by himself? God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The answer <laughs> yeah. is yeah. Uh, so that's always scary in any series, but you got to get there. I personally put this team in a play in spot. I think playoff lock is the category for us. Cause I've got them as a conference finals team. Uh, I think Luca okay. is that good. I think oh. the loss of Jalen Brunson will honestly be minimal between uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. coming back. Spencer Dinwiddie was great in the yep. playoffs last year. Got to replicate it again. And I think you could see a similar sort of trajectory for Christian Wood as we saw with Spencer Dinwiddie last year. He was apparently the problem for the Wizards. And then he came to Dallas and was incredible. So hmm. could the same thing happen for Christian Wood playing on his first good team in his career? Possibly. I think they do probably need the right path the way they had last year with Utah and Phoenix having internal problems that showed themselves on the court. But they can definitely win two series in my book just because they do have Luka. Uh, but if somebody's saying a play-in tournament, somebody's saying a conference finals, I think playoff lock yeah, is the way fine. to go for Dallas. Hey, look, they just got to pray that Luka plays because this team is mad top-heavy. Oh, yes. If this if yes. Luka misses yes, yes, yes. any amount of significant time, I think they're toast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. you know, they weren't good when he missed time last year. Right? You know, he, probably, he probably missed like 15, 17 games, something like that, and uh, they were they were not winning a majority of those. So. They, they, and that was with Brunson. <laughs> so and, then, and then I started thinking about, yeah, they, they lose Brunson, but they got these these nasty guys. They build teams. They, they built their team. I, I know people think, oh, they don't have a second star. I get that. But they have – Tough dudes. They have they have strong dudes that are going to play on the defensive end. They just signed Facundo Campazzo. 
just as a, a nice little spark plug to, to help out. He used to be teammates with Luca and Real Madrid. What? Uh, and, you know, JaVale McGee is, is, as much as people make fun of him, he's going to help. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he is a, a guy who's won ships. Like, they're going to be all on the same track, again, with like Dorian Finney-Smith and, and, and Reggie Bullock, and, and maybe they can pull Christian Wood along, like you said, with, uh, that they did with Spencer Dinwiddie, who, yeah, was just in a different situation. So they overachieve. They're an overachieving team, so I, I think they'll – Get to that playoff spot. TBD. Okay. Playoff lock's fine. Playoff lock is fine. All right. Next up on the list, two-time MVP, Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets. This is a tough one to me as well because they should be a lot better, right? Yeah. They're getting back Michael Porter Jr. They're getting back Jamal Murray. I've got them in the championship contender category because they do have the MVP. We've seen them go to a conference finals when they're at full strength, but that's been a couple of years ago. They're also the championship contender I'm kind of the most skeptical about, at mm. least in the yeah. Western Conference. Yeah. They've got Joel Embiid Sixers vibes. That's that's for yeah. sure. Have they done it before? No. They So you can be skeptical. But I, I think how they put together their season last year, plus those guys that Trey just mentioned, to, to me, I, I don't see any wavering. I, I think I think it'll be a true – uh, like a true mathematical equation. Jokic plus Murray plus Porter plus <laughs> equals a very good team. Yeah. So I can put them in that championship contender category. You said it perfectly. They, to me, are like the Western Conference version of the Sixers, where it's like you know they're really good. They should win a lot of games. They have like an MVP big or MVP-like big in the Sixers' case. Uh, so I'm, but, but you're like, well, they haven't been to the finals and all that, and they've come up short at times, but – I had in our preseason prediction podcast. I mean, I did say it's a bit of a yeah, look. It's a long shot, but like Nuggets Bucks in the final, so I have to put them in the championship contender. If I'm making that prediction, yeah, they haven't made it yet, but at some point they're gonna make it. And maybe I, I, I if think... they don't have to play the Warriors, they got a good chance. That's the thing. I don't really think that Denver can beat the Warriors in a playoff series. But I think other teams could beat the Warriors and that Denver could beat any other team right. in the Western Conference. So if the path is right, they could definitely make it to the finals. Hold on, the dogs. The dogs are doing something above us. <laughs> hey, JD, with all these reno- renovations in no. your house, you should throw some carpet down upstairs. Oh. <laughs> no, those are those are Jokic's horses. <laughs> getting, getting all riled up. This team's not going to make the finals. <laughs> They're going to make it. Okay, I so did. we're putting them in a championship contender level. Oh yeah, I think that's good. I think uh, they at least got to be considered one of the finals contenders. To me. <laughs> okay, okay. Yep. That's fun. Yeah, these tiers are great. <laughs> what? You don't think four teams are going to make the NBA finals? Yeah, I know. This is why I'm like, maybe we're going. I don't know. You, you guys don't understand how tiers work. Yeah, huh? yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. No, fine. I believe in okay. them. I believe in them. All right, next. Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Championship contenders. Yeah. Throw them in. Yeah. Easy one. It's, yeah. 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 It is. Lock it in. We'll see. Well, you know, is there any, any Draymond Green, Jordan Poole hangover from the punch? We'll see. I doubt it. Not to me. Uh, the only question for the Warriors, if they trade Draymond uh, during the season, that changes things, obviously. Uh, but it seems unlikely to me that they would do yeah. that in the middle of a title defense season. Yeah, they're not going to do Curry dirty like that. Steph wants Draymond beside him. They have made a decision here to pay other guys long term, but that's beyond this year. They, they can't move him this year. If he decides not to take his player option next year, sure. But I think everyone's put on a good face uh, since Jordan Poole had his face rearranged real quickly, and now they're going for it. It's all business. They might not be they might not be smiling at each other, hmm. those two particular guys, 
but they know how to win. And yeah, it feels Last Dance-ish. Sometimes those Drade type characters, yeah, they they burn out at some point. Yeah, their their relationships with their teams. But I don't think it's burning now. Anyways, they're they're too good. They're too yeah. good not to have them in this category. As currently constructed, with obviously their guys have won a ton of championships with like what four guys on that roster having four titles to their name, if you're including Iguodala, and then yeah, the young guys coming up and getting some championship uh, running themselves. That's a uh, and with Steve Kerstall there, they are a no brainer on this list. Uh, Let's roll, we'll baby. Yeah. No brainer. On I've this already list. seen the graphic for the last dance. See, they've remade it. Steve Kerr was on the original graphic. I know, I know, I know. So we have to include them. Is what I'm saying. He's and he's not getting traded. Once the graphic's made, you can't trade a player. <laughs> Hold on. What's the, what's the graphic? I missed it. It's like you know, remember like the last dance, the yeah. uh, series, yeah, and it was yeah. like very white, and it had like uh, the cutouts, basically yeah. Jordan, Pippen, Kerr was on yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah. they're key players in the last dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've done it with the Warriors, oh. right? They're calling it the last dance. Oh. Kerr's there again. Who yeah. made? Who made it? Oh, I don't know. Everybody? I saw it on Basketball Forever. Oh, it sounds like something that Andy K. Lou or Sam Esfandiari oh. would make. Oh, okay. Or maybe one of their associates. Uh, I thought there was a doc coming out. You said they made it. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know. They, uh, the collective they. The, uh, yeah, the they uh, internet. Yeah. There uh, will be a Warriors documentary. Yeah, in, who's in documenting? No who's documenting yeah, yeah. this year? They oh. were a notable sports event, so they will have a documentary yeah. made about them. Yep. All right, worst team in the NBA last season. That's weird to say. The Houston Rockets, but mm. they were. They're going to be bad again this year. You want to just throw them in the area 51? Yeah, I think they're going to be scrappy. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I think uh, of all the bad, bad teams in area 51, I think they'll be like – uh, if you're ranking all the crap teams we have at the bottom, I'll have them like higher than a lot of the teams in the end, but it still has them in that area 51 in the in the, in the tank category and tier. But uh, I'm excited. I think they'll, they're going to be uh, much much better than they were last year. Uh, and uh, yeah, I can't convince myself to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're absolutely going to fight uh, and be scrappy, as you said. Yeah. If, if you like the the heartfelt moments, Kevin Porter Jr. Just re-signed uh, with the team, and he literally said, "This team saved my life." Yeah. And Stephen Silas, head coach, was asked about that, and he had he had a very emotional moment because he is a part of that. He is their leader, and they got to follow him. And and the, the, he he has gotten through to a lot of guys, so they they'll be a yeah they're they're a heartwarming story. And if they can get up to twenty five wins, as you said, Trey, with the Magic in the Eastern Conference, that's a great season for them. Yep, they got to be Area 51. I will say we've had uh, basically zero buzz for Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah. yeah. The guy almost went number one in yeah. the draft and just seems to be flying under the radar. Same with Jalen Suggs. Lo- there's more the love magic. for Eason, it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. are other Rockets that are rookie yeah. pick, but yeah. Uh, I'll be excited to see, you know, hopefully Jalen Green have a better start to to his season and Chungun and all you know, all these guys. They're, they're, they're going to be scrappy, but they're just not going to end in a lot of dubs. Like yeah. if they're flirting, if they're getting close to thirty, that's a really good season. A lot of good players with great name recognition. <laughs> they are the Orlando Magic to me. Yep. You can get high about a Josh Christopher game. Jay Sean Tate is fun. Uh, there's a lot of those. <laughs> they got Boban for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, yeah. see they were doing uh, him and Jalen Green were doing the uh, Michael Jackson smooth yeah. criminal like lean. <laughs> yeah. Why I don't know, but uh, yeah, he's there for a good time. So yeah, it's always good to have Boban yeah. around for fun. For vibes, for sure. Bad, have him around, good for vibes. Yeah, and they've got uh, the meatball himself, Eric Gordon, ah, <laughs> still a Houston still Rocket, still a Houston for Rocket. right now yeah. at least. Okay, a weird <laughs> team to try and figure out is next on our list: the L.A. Clippers. 42-40 and 40 last season. They were in the play-in tournament. Uh, Paul George missed their last game of the season came, uh, during a COVID protocol. 
absence. They're getting Kawhi Leonard back for 67 games maximum. They're getting Paul George back for the season. One of the deepest rosters in the league. Are you a sicko enough that you're putting the L.A. Clippers in the NBA Finals category? That's the question. A lot of people, a lot of uh, – Zach Lowe, I think, has the Clippers in the finals. Uh, a lot of people who cover the league say they're going to do it. I don't think so. Uh, but I guess if we if we have the Nuggets there, if we have the Sixers there in that tier, I think the Clippers have to be included. I think it's right? it's very much a, a Kawhi-type situation here where there's no buzz about them. He's been waiting for this for 16 months since he's played. I, I think he's ready to lead this team. And they made a conference finals in 2021. Yeah, the, the playoffs before weird. last it's season yeah. <laughs> when Kawhi got hurt during those playoffs. And you know, they were almost there. They are almost into the NBA finals. So, yeah, I think it's totally acceptable. They're the healthiest. And obviously, we haven't seen them in a long time. So, that's why you would drop them down. But I guess you can make you can make an argument for them being a playoff lock. <laughs> I guess if you're crazy, you could be a play in. No, nah. see, see, see. I, I I think it's it's championship contender or it's a final four flirt. I think. Yeah, I could all go poorly. I mean, those guys could play like forty combined games. Yeah, as exactly. Always happens, and yeah. then they're a five hundred team. But if these guys are healthier, and even if they're resting and back to backs, the team is deep. They might be the deepest team in the league. You know, they're well coached. There's there's expectations that I think they're going to ultimately come up short, but I'm fine still con- you know being convinced that they got to be on the short list for a team that could win the title if all things go their way. Fine with me. Yeah. Let's throw them in that top tier because yeah. I do think if all things go well, they're probably the team best equipped to beat Golden State in a playoff series because they can play small with Golden State. They've been doing it for a few seasons since they acquired yeah. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, but Kawhi is the thing that takes them from Final Four flirt to NBA Finals. Like, Paul George can get you to the Final Four, perhaps. He's that level of player. Kawhi is the next level. Yeah. And I I, I am looking ahead here, but I like like our six teams we have in that top tier, and I don't think there's going to be too many more being added. So I I feel good. (laughs) I do believe you're right. I feel good about this. Okay, okay. Biggest question in the Western Conference for me. (laughs) The Los Angeles Lakers. (laughs) They won an NBA championship two years ago. Like, almost to the day, two years ago, they won an NBA championship. But it's just LeBron and AD. Russell Westbrook is still there. Patrick Beverly is now there. Taylor Horton Tucker is gone. There's just a lot of random players on the Lakers, but it all comes down to LeBron and AD. And I really only trust LeBron at this point in their career. So, for me, you can convince me either way between playoff lock and play-in tournament on the Lakers. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of it is on Anthony Davis's shoulders being still in his prime, and I, I get that you trust LeBron more. That makes sense. Anthony Davis coming into this season saying, "I'm looking forward to playing the Warriors on opening night. It's gonna be fun to spoil a ring night." I don't like the talking before the game. I don't like. I don't like it. Just go do it first before we're talking in the preseason. <laughs> yeah, just play the game first. You know, reminds me of last year when. He said the Phoenix Suns, yeah, they, they knocked us out, but whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> That's a great you, call. You know, like, just go do it first. I, I get that you want to rely on LeBron, but he's getting older, too. Because of how weak the rest of this roster is, you're going to have to rely on ADs. So I got to put them in the play-in position just because of how good the Western Conference is. Yeah. I think Kendrick Nunn's going to help out, but like Trey said, you got to rely on the top guys because of how weak the rest of the ro- roster is. 
That's where they're going for me. Play in. Play in. I'll be shocked if the uh, Lakers are not a seventh to the tenth seed when the season is done. Right? Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. You well, s- I don't know. I I guess I would be more surprised if they are a top six team than if they were seven through ten. I'm I'm with yeah, you. On that yeah, yeah, that's so what I mean. On. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with so you. So that this is the right spot. Play in going to be a glamorous play-in tournament with the three biggest markets in America oh. all making the play-in tournament. The <laughs> Brooklyn Nets, the New York Knicks, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Chicago wow. Bulls. we got to find a way to get the Clippers down in there as well. Do you think we're gonna just going to do some massive numbers <laughs> during these games? <laughs> yeah. yeah, perhaps. Probably. Perhaps. All right. Moving on. A conference finals contender certainly finished with the second most wins in the Western Conference last year, but they're coming in with an injury to Jaron Jackson Jr. Where are we going to put the Memphis Grizzlies on our championship tiers? Ooh, they are batting their eyes. (sighs) Flirting. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I feel really good about this slot. I like that we don't have a lot of teams in this tier right now. They got to put right beside the Miami Heat, in my opinion with uh, John Morant and Bain, and you get Jaron Jackson Jr. back. And they got Clark on a great deal, and it goes on and on and on. They're, they're a really, really good team. They have an identity, and they should still win a lot of games. Will they take a step back from last year because of the Triple J injury at the start? Maybe, maybe. But uh, I think at the end, when we get into March, April, and then into May, you know, I want to play them in a playoff series. Uh, and they can beat a lot of these teams and hang with a lot of these teams. So, yeah, flirt feels right to me. Yeah, that would be the next step in their evolution. They won a playoff series last year against the Timberwolves. If they can get there, that would be, I think, a huge step. Right. So I'm buying that. It would be very disappointing for them if they were to fall into, you know, even even a six seed. They they want to be top four, uh, and they need to win a playoff series. But I'm a believer too. I, I don't think that that locker room drops off or falls just just because I know there's not a lot of big names on that roster and people feel like they overachieve but you got John that roster you're gonna be good yeah I agree I think uh final four flirt makes complete sense to me because the Grizzlies are about a half a guy away from being an actual championship contender I think that could be more offensive consistency from Jaron Jackson Jr. when he returns. It could be a big step forward from Zaire Williams, who had a decent rookie season, showed some flashes. It could be Desmond Bain being a 22-point-per-game scorer or something like that. It could be Dylan Brooks not taking every shot he sees. They're knocking on the door of contendership, but I still think it's a big ask for them to win enough series to actually make it to the NBA Finals. So Final Four flirts works for me. Right. A team they're going to be beefing with, I do believe, this season, and that they beefed with in the playoffs last year. The Minnesota Timberwolves had their best season since 2004 last year, I think you would say, the Timberwolves. They added Rudy Gobert, traded away a bunch of their depth and a bunch of their picks. I've got them as a playoff lock. I would hear a pitch for them making a conference finals. Who wants to make it? (laughs) Hey, 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 put your glove out, kid. Pitch away, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants it. No. Put them in the playoff lock category. Uh, yeah, I'm a locker myself. Yeah. You're not convinced that uh, they're going to be in a conference finals I, yeah. with the Twin Towers. Anthony There's Edwards questions. Next level. There's questions. It's going to take a little bit, I think, for their defense. But I, I, I'm, you know, I'm a huge Anthony Edwards believer. I, and I, I say that, and then I, I want to retract it because I think they're, they're built decently. They do have a thin bench, but – you know, some of these guys are going to overachieve. Kyle Anderson's going to help. And I don't know. 
I just I, again, Western Conference is is a very tough spot. The four five combo is a bit di- difficult there to mm-hmm. figure out. But they they could be overachievers. And Chris Finch, to me, as a head coach, is uh, like Nick Nurse in the Eastern Conference. They're just gonna figure things out, and they're gonna be good at some point. And D'Angelo Russell's gonna like lobbing balls to Rudy Gobert. So they got a lot of good things going for them. Uh, but you know, you're going to doubt some teams and you're going to believe in some teams. I believe in the Nuggets and I, I got a little doubt that this team could be as good as the Nuggets. Are they on the Nuggets level? No. I, I mean, you can bat some eyes if you want, but Locke is a decent <laughs> category for me. Locke feels right. Love him or hate him. Rudy Gobert, regular season teams win a ton of games. Like, you just go luck back at the Utah Jazz, like, win percentage over the last, you know, five, six years. 60 win percent win team last year. 72 before that. 61, 61, 59, 62. They win a lot. I think they will win a lot of regular season games. It'll always be a question mark in a playoff series with him. And and Towns needs to exercise some playoff demons. Uh, uh, I know he hasn't been to a ton of playoff games, but he's had some duds. Uh, But they're fine. They're a playoff lock. Playoff lock is the place for them. Because like you're saying, the Jazz were always great in the regular season. Yeah. But they also never made a conference finals when it came to playoff time. That is going to be the question for Minnesota because that's when the Gobert-Towns pairing is going to finally become a problem. They'll run through the regular season because that's a tough team to match up with, playing two gigantic, talented big guys. But both of them are going to be targets. And Rudy Gobert can only do so much (laughs) covering for Carl Towns because what if they bring Gobert out there? Towns is covering for Gobert. I don't think so, Tim. As uh, Ty Winter says in the stream team, I mean, it's a fascinating five, right? Russell, Anthony Edwards, possibly a slow-mo. Uh, I mean, we're looking at maybe ending games or whatever, and then your two big guys in Towns and Gobert. <laughs> so it's weird, <laughs> it's yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then they got some guys off the bench, too. So they should win a ton of uh, regular teams games. Chris Finch is a good coach. So, yep, okay. We got him a playoff lock. A team many people are excited for, myself included, the New Orleans Pelicans, kind of the darlings of, eh, I would guess you would say May last year. The way they turned yeah. it on at the end, were great in the play-in tournament, and then they really gave the Phoenix Suns a scare in their playoff series. What about the New Orleans Pelicans? Where are we putting them? I, uh, I, I struggle with this one. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I feel like there are a couple tiers you could slot them in. You know, be it uh, because of so many talented teams in the West, could you go as low as play-in? Are they a playoff lock? Could you say, like, hey, look at this, what they did at the end of last year, putting them a fight against the Suns when they got in there. You had Zion Williamson. I mean, you had a guy that's, like, might be 25-10 and 10 for crying out loud. Like, why aren't they a flirt? So... Ooh. I'm confused. Oh, I don't know. I don't know where to put them. I think I ultimately decide on a playoff lock, but yeah, wow. I I, I can't even put them there. I am excited for their potential. Oh, wow. I'm excited wow. for Zion Williamson to be a a, a a new age Shaq with handling the ball. You know, he's got the Giannis characteristics in that he plays like him to some degree, but uh, he hasn't been able to stay on the floor. But uh, there is a floor there. I I, I, I say floor in that. This team is just going to perform, you know, with Brandon Ingram. They showed Ingram, CJ McCollum, led by Willie Green, uh, and Valanciunas, and those type of guys. They're, they're not going to be below a play-in tournament team, but you could see them falling to that if Zion's not on the floor. So, to me, the ceiling is playoff lock right now. Floor is play-in tournament. They feel like they're going to be, I don't know, it could be they be they're a play-in team, once again, that gets in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like know why that's where I'm like sort of they win it. Yeah. So to me, right. that feels like a playoff lock in that theory still to me. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cheating, but uh, okay. it's up to you, man. It's up to it's you. Up to yeah, you, you decide. It's up to me. We'll see. I was going between playoff lock and play in tournament. I came in thinking playoff lock. 
But now I'm thinking play it. No, yeah. no. But then no, they no. win the play in and make yeah. the playoffs. Look, look. <laughs> Suckers, you're getting a playoff lock. It's the preseason. Let's feel good about ourselves. Nice. Yeah. Do you think they're like? Do you think the Mavericks and Wolves are like guaranteed to be better than the Pelicans? No. They're like they're on <laughs> I mean, the same level. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The I, Pelicans, for as good as they were, good as they were last year, they had they played 500 basketball. Yeah. Like yeah. for four months, which was impressive considering the way the season started. They I'm haven't t- had a full run with their actual team together. Jonas Valanciunas and Zion front court is going to be a problem in the playoffs. Like they're going to get eviscerated when teams really target those guys. That'll that'll be a problem, but that's something to worry about in the future. So I don't know. Um, yeah, playoff lock. I think they could win their play-in game. Yeah, I have the Wolves and Mavs as a a level up and the Pelicans, but you're right, Trey. It's time to be optimistic. Time to be optimistic. Exactly right. Got to be optimistic, especially with this team. The OKC Thunder. They're missing their best player, certainly, in Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Who knows where Chet Holmgren would have came in on the rankings for this season, but he ain't playing. They finished next to last in the Western Conference last year. 24 wins. And I think this is going to be an easy at Area 51 team. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, put them in, baby. Yeah. Yep. Uh, though I will say I heard Jeff Van Gundy on Lowe's podcast. Uh, he believes the Thunder will be scrappy, yeah. even without Chet. Uh, and they were they were the last two years when they started the season. Sure. I think they started like, you know, I don't know, like six and nine or something. Like it wasn't brutal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, he also five on the and podcast, they started five and six as a matter of five fact. and six. Oh yeah, and then okay. Six and nine. Okay. But, yeah. yeah. Um, he called Jeff Van Gundy called Willie Hernan Gomez Billy. <laughs> Has anyone ever done that? <laughs> you hear it? Really? Definitely I had never it. heard that. I was like, whoa! Did he? I was like, was that an error? And he just thought his <laughs> name was Billy, or was like, you know, it's William, Bill, Billy, Willie. It's all the same. <laughs> anyway, it's all the same. Yeah, because didn't he go to Guillermo Hernandez for a second last year or something? Because <laughs> oh, that's his. Pro- yeah, right. I think he changed his name anyway. anyway well, changed it to his actual name. Uh, I, yeah, they will be scrappy. They were a middle of the pack defense last year. I think Shea plays a lot more. I, I know you guys doubt whether or not Shea is going to be on the floor, but Shea is a really good offensive player playing with Giddy. They they have a decent hierarchy with him, and then Lou Dort. Yeah, I know. Like they can. Yeah. Well, they're a play-in tournament. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're an Area 51 team, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. But, you know, a big improvement for them would be like 28-29 wins. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's a dream for them. Yeah. <laughs> yep, they're an Area 51 team. Exciting things about the Thunder. Uh, Josh Giddy, year two. Hell yeah. Cool. Let's see some cool passes. Let's see you be <laughs> able to shoot some threes. I think it would be a huge step forward for him. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just following Andrew Schleck too closely, but... This could be the Poku season. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, I've already said uh, J- Jalen Williams is going to make a second-team all-rookie, too. <laughs> nice. I'm convinced that's happening as well. Yeah. And I will, at some point, after he like hits a game winner, has a couple 30-12-8s, I'll have a week here on the podcast where I start making my case for Shea Gildas Alexander's uh, all-star uh, uh, nominee. Um, so you can get excited for that, too. Excellent. Because that's coming. Yeah, well, the, the thing with missing time at the beginning of the season is he'll likely play more in the second half of the hey, season. Hey, timing's All everything. All-star time. Yeah, timing's everything. Speaking of timing is everything, not really a segue that makes sense for this team, but the Phoenix <laughs> Suns, they had a bad time during the offseason. Nailed it. But the Suns did win, or did lead the league in wins last season. 64 wins. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. But... The bloom is off the rose, I do believe, with the Phoenix Suns here. So I'll be curious to see where you guys are slotting them in. 
Yeah, I know you're not high on the on the Suns with the vibes and like Crowder. Mm. Like, where's Crowder getting traded to? <laughs> and who's trading for, uh, or what's coming back in a, in a potential trade? And then yeah, Eaton. Are they just gonna like have to you know grit their teeth and mm-hmm. play nice until? mid-January when you can technically <laughs> trade him if he uh, if he wants to be moved at that point. I don't know. I, I, but then they're, I mean, they're still a good team. Yeah. It's a tough Where spot. do we go? Playoff lock is the lowest that you can slot yeah, him in. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Because they're, <laughs> they won nearly like, when you win 64, you said they won. You win 65 games in an NBA season, in a full season. Like that, you're getting into like rarefied air. Like that's like the best of the best generally can mm-hmm. only do that. So that's special. Um, and you know, they're basically the same squad, so yeah. How do they not? How do they not? Like even if they hate each other, even if like whatever, there's some some turmoil. That's they still like are falling into fifty wins, I think. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's a playoff. So you want to go final four? I, no, I mean I sort of do, but I I don't know. I I got them conference finals flirt flirting yeah i definitely think so there's just so many question marks i think to trust them as a team right now especially with the way last season ended 40 percent of their starting lineup is mad at each other or mad at the front office or the coach i thought it was pretty curious that they didn't extend cam johnson Mm -hmm. after they basically gave jay crowder gave cam johnson jay crowder's starting spot and they're going to allegedly be changing or trading jay crowder at some point so just a lot of weird vibes, certainly for the Phoenix Suns. But even if they win ten less games, they're still a really, really good yeah, team. So I got yeah. them as a conference finals flirt for sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm Don't fine feel with great that. about it. I'm I, fine with that, that. I'm fine with it. There are a lot of odd things going behind the scenes. I don't think the Robert Server situation affects the team, but the way James Jones is running the front office, as you said, Trey, they're not extending guys. Jay Crowder says, get me the heck out of here. DeAndre Ayton basically saying, I wanted to leave. He doesn't seem quite happy at all. They just lost by 50. So it's hard to get excited about this team. <laughs> but then the counter is, okay, they win a ton of games. They have you know, a great defensive wing guy that you can put on your Kawhis and your stuff like that, at least to try and contain in Mikhail Bridges. Like he's going to be a, yeah, gonna... for, for the next 10 years, he will be at least on the short list of like, Oh, defensive player of the year. He'll be in the running. He may not win him, but whatever. Booker's like all NBA, fi- all NBA, like lock. Like, I mean, there's a lot of great guards, but the guy scores 25 in his sleep. And then they have the two best, like leaders in Chris Paul on the floor. And then Monty Williams, by all accounts as the head coach. So it's like, they should. They're, like, built to, like, weather this, like, turmoil or, like, a couple guys that are a little disgruntled, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, like, counter what you're saying. Yeah, but they just, got, they just got destroyed by 50 points. <laughs> I, if, you, if you're, if you're <sighs> not locked, how do you get – That is – you said rarefied air. As far as a 64-win team, that's rarefied air to lose by 50 at home. <laughs> so they lose uh, – say they lose game seven by a buzzer beater and, and all oh, yeah, of this other different. stuff still happens and you're coming in with more confidence? Uh, well, like, there's I mean, uh, something – got to Look, that they point. The built up to yeah. that point yeah, something, yeah. there's something going on where, and maybe it's all these things together maybe it's this team just breaking down eventually like not seeing eye to eye it's hard to say but uh i don't see a 60 win if if, mm-hmm. if if everything if everything is status quo from last year if most of it going forward you know the the big parts as you said you know paul booker and, and bridges and eight and they're still there yeah why isn't this a 60 win team again yeah because okay. uh, something's going on. Okay, we got them in the right spot. I feel actually, <laughs> we got like, them in the after right talking spot, yeah. it out, I like where we have them. And I think some people will still think it's too high. 
honestly. Yeah, I think most people would probably throw him in the playoff lock yeah. category right now, but no expectations is probably better for the Suns right now. Uh, moving on, though, to the Portland Trailblazers. A disappointing season last year, but that kind of became the point when Damian Lillard went down with an injury. The Sun, or the Portland Trailblazers finished with 27 wins. Dame is coming back. Anthony Simons had a great year. Jeremy Grant was their big addition, not to mention acquiring Josh Hart at the trade deadline. Skeets, start us off, man. I know you're high on these yeah, Blazers. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I've said it a couple times on some of these preview podcasts. On yesterday's Beach Step In, my outlandish prediction was Blazers will be top six in the Western Conference. So I will make the case for a playoff lock, and I know we won't get there. And I think I can get you guys to at least agree <laughs> on a plan. This guy's targeting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, some of those teams, I think there's a path, especially like an injury to Luka or something like that, where the Blazers could be better than a, than a Mavs or a Pelicans. Eh, Wolves, I'm convinced, will be better than them. But like some of those teams. So that's my case for playoff lock. But look. It feels a lot more comfortable to put them in the play-in spot and see what happens. Low expectations. Can they play any defense? Be Here, their goal should be the 20th best defense in the league. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. Pair that. If you have yeah, that probably. with Lillard and Simons and obviously Gary Payton II, who should help the defense when he's back, and Grant and Hart and Nurk. Name in, little. name in, guys. Yeah, this is a, this, I think people are sleeping on this team, but wow. they need to have a respectable defense because they're dead last usually. That's great. There you go. I'm excited. Case. I'm excited to I'm see. Play in. What? That's a play-in <laughs> They'll, be the, they'll yeah. be the eighth or ninth seed and, and probably lose. What can Chauncey Billups do as a coach? It's yeah, a, yeah. It's an interesting – Interesting, because he seems like a motivator, and he seems like he loves you know his Nasir Littles and and those guys that are going to really help out that are going to make it a good defense. TBD, uh, I, I'm excited to watch it. Playing is my ceiling, as high as you can go. Yeah, yeah people think the Blazers are going to suck. I mean, I see some people in the stream team here saying that. I've seen other people when they're doing all their rankings, like they've got them near the bottom. But I, I believe. Play-in sounds good to me. A uh, 36-win team and a 34-win team made the play-in last season. I think you're wow. going to need a few more wins yeah. than that this year, like probably 38-ish for the 10 seed. Yeah, that sounds right. The, when Lillard is healthy, the Blazers are at least a 500 team, so they could win 10 more games than they did last year, still be under 500, and still make the play-in tournament. So I'm happy throwing them in there. Okay. A team I think they're going to be competing with yep. for that 10th seed, the Sacramento Kings. I'm slotting them into the play-in tournament. And I, with their fans, I want to see them win 40 games this year. If they, I, they don't even want 41 wins, just 40. 40, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Hit that magical 40. We're putting them in the play-in. Uh, I'm answering for you, okay? Because uh, they would, like, literally throw a parade in Sacramento if they Deservedly. have one game yeah. in the play-in. Uh, and then they can say they made the playoffs. That'll be the debate. Uh, yeah, that's where they're going to be. I am I am excited about them. Like, I... I'm higher on Fox than most, but, you know, Fox and Sabonis and obviously some shooting now on that team. And I think Mike Brown uh, does give them a little bit more of a defensive identity uh, of what he's going to try to implement. Now, do you have the pieces to do it? That's the real cue. But uh, I'm all in on their preseason. They got the bell in practice. You see that? (laughs) So they're ringing this thing when someone takes a charge and all that. Just like there's there's like a, a, a lightness to them that feels like it hasn't been there a lot of preseasons and camps prior. And yeah. I think Mike Brown's a big part of that, and, uh, and maybe some hope. So, and, and Keegan Murray could win Rookie of the Year too. So, how can you not have a lightness with that Mike Brown smile that oh, he brings to, right? to <laughs> practice every day? Will he 
turn that smile into some sternness and get them to play a little D? That's the question. As you said about the Blazers, this team has stunk just to go yeah. back to the 16-year yeah, playoff drought that they've gone through their defensive ranking through those 16 years. Again, this is out of 20 teams or out of 30 teams. They've been 27th, 30th, 19th. That was the high Ooh. water mark. 21st, 27th, 26th, 22nd, 27th, 23rd, 29th, 29th, 20th. That was a good year. 23rd, 30th, 25th, and 22nd. So Never even been average. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing in a tough West. Their over-under is 34 and a half. Oh, I hit the over. Hit the over. <laughs> Everybody's hitting the over. Does that mean they're even oh, in the plan? The no. Who no, knows? but hit the over. All right. They're going to disappoint us all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, a just, just don't even look at their centers. You don't want to know. You don't want to know who their centers are if we're talking about actually trying to make a good defense. But for me, a good defense for the Kings would be higher than 25th. Like if they're 24 <laughs> oh, through 21, oh, awesome season. See in the play-in tournament. I like what Sam Amick said. If they get a game in the Golden 1 Center, it's going to be an even crazier atmosphere than the Timberwolves had last year for their game with Patrick Beverly jumping on the table and celebrating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, hopefully that happens. I think we got another Area 51 team on our hands, and being quite honest, probably two of them we coming do. up here. San Antonio Spurs. Worst team in the league, perhaps? Absolutely. Uh, you believe in I, that. I there. think the Jazz or the Pacers could have a worse record. But they're going to be one of the worst teams, mm. the San Antonio Spurs. Um, so yeah, they're going easily into Area Fifty One. Yeah, can't get it. Can't get too enthralled. Uh, I know there's a lot of you know the Sochan draft pick and guys you can kind of get excited about, but you know, you know, they should be. They and they are. They traded Dejounte Murray, their best player, mm-hmm. for this reason. They want to get bad. This will probably be the least talked about team during the NBA season I because think you're right. because the Jazz still have the whole they could move Conley, the Pacers obviously have Turner and Heald, so there's the, they're at least in the news until the deadline of like what they could do. Uh, Come on, Jakob Purtle. <laughs> yes, yeah, hey, get the no Raptor. surprise, no surprise. Fred Katz brought up Jakob Purtle, former sh- Toronto Raptor, uh, as a trade target Ooh. on the Athletic NBA show. For who? For who? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably trading him back to the Raptors. Yeah, he that'd just, be great. No, he just said uh, he said this is a guy who should be traded because yeah. he's a great rim protector. Yeah, okay. that's true. Um, Josh Richardson also a trade target, I would say. And the other questions right. are like, is Josh Primo good? Right, right. Can Zach Collins get it back? And is Keldon Johnson the new Aaron O'Flala? That's all I know about Whoa, the Spurs. Kendall Johnson there. I used to be jealous nice. of Aaron nice. Yeah, has anybody made a rap song about Keldon Johnson? <laughs> Let us know down below. Our final team in the NBA, the Utah Jazz. They won 49 games last year. You think they get back to that level this year? Uh, no. Oh, no. okay. Will they get to – will they get to – could they lose – wow. Could they lose 30 less games? That's like they win okay. 19 games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's possible. It's, it's, it's definitely it's going to be around there. Uh, wow, that's a hell of, what's the biggest drop off in NBA history? That's a, good question. It's going to be around. I mean, they they would be happy, I think, if their record switched from 49 and 33 to 33 and 49. That would be a surprisingly good season. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have that. I don't have <laughs> winning wins. that many games. They're area 51. Yeah, a lot of trade targets on this team with a lot of a lot of oldies, a lot of classics, and Conley and Gay and Clarkson yeah. potentially. That's where they'll end up in the storylines here in the NBA circuit. Uh, they And they want to be. And you got to be trading with Steely Danny Ainge if you want to make a deal with this team. They're going to be bad. They're going to be bad. I want to see what happens when the Spurs play the Jazz. Those are games to circle. 
<laughs> just see who's starting, yeah. you know, see who's getting the minutes, see what they're running or mm. not running. Like, mm. who's really trying to, like, no, no, you take it. No, no, you take it. No, no, you take it. We'll see. Uh, but they are in Area 51. There it is. There's our tiers. You want to go through them for the Very podcast nice. listeners? Yeah, let's go through these. Uh, in our championship contenders tier, NBA Finals tier, we have six teams. There aren't going to be six teams making the NBA Finals. <laughs> no, no. But here are the six teams I would say we think could win the NBA championship yeah. heading into the year. Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, Philadelphia 76ers, Denver Nuggets, Golden State Warriors, and the LA Clippers. Yeah. That's our top tier. I think that's fine. I think I'm really happy with that. Um, I'm interested to see, are we going to have another NBA Finals that have two new teams that haven't been there over the last couple seasons? You know, we're on three finals running where it's been two unique teams, you know, in in the finals there. You know what I mean? Like, uh, no, no repeats is what no I'm getting repeats. at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't so, had a repeat. Like, the Warriors are the last, like, they were there last year, of course, and win it. The last time they were there was 19. Okay, so but, would you, like, if the Bucks make the finals, that's not a repeat? No, I would count them in this, like, okay. thing. So, okay. I'm, like, looking at, like, imagine we get a, a Nuggets Sixers. Well, two new Completely teams. fresh. For the last four years. Anyway. All I right. like those six teams. Yeah. Those are our six title contenders knocking on the door of contention. I think that's what Zach Harper called it in his power rankings. Okay. The next best teams. We got the Miami Heat. Oh, oh my goodness. Wow. Is that a, that's a graphic made on the fly. That looks too good, actually. That looks wow. incredible. Whoa. Jesus. Who did that? I think only time will tell. Yes. Only time will tell. All right. So uh, our, yeah. <laughs> our final floor for flirts, teams that – could likely make the conference finals if everything goes well. The Miami Heat, one seed last year. Phoenix Suns, one seed last year. And the Memphis Grizzlies as well. The two seed in the Western Conference last year. Yeah, I saw some pushback with our uh, ranking of the Memphis Grizzlies there. Too high or too low? Too high, I think some people think. Yeah. In comparison to other teams, right? That's probably true. Um, But... Hey, look, we did it, so I'm happy with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we did it, so deal with it. Yeah. Uh, up next, our playoff lock teams, teams that are going to be sixth seed or higher. So I kind of honestly like five or six is what it breaks down to. But we got the Atlanta Hawks, the Cleveland Cavaliers, Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference, the Dallas Mavericks, Minnesota Timberwolves, and New Orleans Pelicans in the Western Conference. I think that's nice because – Hawks, Cavs, Raptors seem very much on the same level to me yeah. as do Mavericks, Timberwolves, Pelicans. Yeah, I was going to say those six teams, it's like, you know what? They're all going to have the same record. It very well could be like 47 <laughs> through 50 wins for all of those yeah. teams. Yeah, that's that's a good little good little tier there, Tass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good little tier there. Here's a nice, <laughs> here's a nice little tier there for you. Uh, the play-in tournament, the, uh, <laughs> this is the big money makers in the NBA all in the play in tournament the Brooklyn Nets Chicago Bulls New York Knicks Washington Wizards Los Angeles Lakers Portland Trailblazers and Sacramento Kings yeah maybe we're sickos for putting the Trailblazers and the Kings in there yeah, I don't yeah, think I mean, so like, that's that like, feels good to me yeah that's that's their ambition I mean well I think the Blazers probably want to go higher than that but the Kings yeah that's that's the goal yep <laughs> Definitely it is. And finally, Area 51, trying to find out as much as they can about aliens and hoping you don't know that much about their season. The Charlotte Hornets, Detroit Pistons, Indiana Pacers, Orlando Magic, Houston Rockets, OKC Thunder, San Antonio Spurs, and Utah Jazz. It's just nice how they're still alphabetical through all this. Huh? <laughs> that is nice. Oh, actually, that mm, is nice. I, I, I take that back. Where'd I botch it? Well, no, it's no, not you. The Denver Nuggets, actually, you know, they're fourth on the... 
Or you were just talking about the the Area 51? What, what, what are you talking about? Well, I'm saying the city names. Well, we did the Eastern Conference first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They are. But now you look at it, they're all not alphabetical. Oh, jeez. Whatever. Anyways, it was fun. <laughs> we had fun. All right. Well, disagree, agree. Let us know in the stream team. You guys have been doing it throughout this show. We appreciate that. Maybe you're listening later. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. or uh, get in the YouTube comments and uh, at least pick a team or two where you're like, no, 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 no. Wrong tier, my man. <laughs> they should be higher or lower. Uh, we got to take a break. Dear God, this is a long podcast. Hope you're enjoying this. Uh, take a break and then we'll wrap this baby up with some uh, quick looks at the extensions and some jerseys. Don't go anywhere. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Okay, we've done the tiers. Let's get to some extensions. We had three more players sign rookie-scale contract extensions right before Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern deadline. I'll give them to you all, and you can comment on all of them or none of them if you want. Uh, The Rockets rewarded Kevin Porter Jr.'s development with a four-year $82.5 million extension, but only the first season is fully guaranteed. A little interesting. The Blazers and small forward Nasir Little, they agreed to a four-year $28 million contract extension. Uh, he played pretty well for them at the end of last season, um, but then he had... Sh- sorry, he played well before the shoulder surgery, which took him out there in early February, about 10-6 and six for Nasir Little, if you have no idea who that is. And then finally, the Hawks and forward DeAndre Hunter agreed to a contract extension right before the deadline. Four-year deal... $90 million guaranteed with about $5 million in incentives. So four ninety-five for DeAndre Hunter. Um, we had a record tying 11 extensions for the class of 2019. The draftees there. I saw Mark Stein tweeting that. Uh, thoughts on any of those in Porter Jr., in Little, or Hunter? I want DeAndre Hunter's agent. They've done well here to, to get him the contract. This is a contract for his potential, which is great. Uh, I love his fit on this team. Can he stay on the floor is always the biggest question with him. So uh, I I say it's about potential, but also just overall, you said 11 extensions. I think those numbers and then the money being thrown at these guys is about the salary cap being raised and people feeling that, you know, these these numbers won't be as high in a few years from now. Mm -hmm. It's not quite 
2016 when everybody got paid and then there was the salary cap spike the the nicola batum monster your kent Bazemore biggie it's not quite that timothy mozgov four for 64 but there's everybody's getting paid and the numbers all look reasonable that one kind of stands out as the deandre hunter is a big number even though we're all deandre hunter lovers uh here in the a what do you think about loving DeAndre Hunter specifically <laughs> I don't or know. about any of these extensions? Hunter, Little, and uh, The biggest Porter. question, the most interesting to me was Kevin Porter Jr. Because like you're saying, Skeets, it's only guaranteed for the first year. And the Rockets basically have outs after every single or after every single one of the con- contract years. Yeah, it's yeah, a wild one. It's that's a wild, wild It's very wild strange because of these guys, Little, Hunter, and Kevin Porter Jr., KPJ seems to have, like, the biggest role on his team Mm. with the Rockets. I don't necessarily know that that will be the case going forward as Jalen Green assumes more responsibility. But right now, he definitely does. He's the most important player of those three, certainly. But he's had a lot of off-court issues. There was the thing where he was throwing something at John Lucas in the locker room last year. So it's kind of interesting to me that they are willing to go so much to give him a contract extension. But they're also, like... We don't necessarily know that we can trust you, yeah. but we hope we can. And everything seems to be going well uh, with the Rockets and Kevin Porter Jr. Steven Silas was very happy he was signing the deal. KPJ says they saved his life. Hopefully he has matured a little bit and yeah. gets to the end of this contract. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the Hunter one did catch me by surprise. I think it was happening right before the deadline because you didn't think they were going to come to an agreement. And then the 495 for a guy that struggled to stay on the floor. Um, and as we've said, has great games, disappears. Great game, disappears. Uh, yeah, he was so solid in the postseason. He was, he was. But all these deals outside of like these 11 extensions, outside of John Morant, honestly, maybe Garland, those two guys getting max extensions, uh, those guys have maybe proven, like w- without a shadow of a doubt, that they're worth that money, right? Everybody else, it's like, it's all potential. I'm including Zion Williamson because he just hasn't really played. Mm-hmm. That's a no-brainer, but it's because of that. R.J. Barrett. Hero, Clark, Little, Poole, Johnson, and now Porter Jr. Those are your 11 names uh, when you include Hunter. So uh, it is about, uh, hey, we, we believe in you because of your age, and we want to lock you up, and the salary cap's going to spike, so go and do it now. But, mm-hmm. I mean, some of these were go- some of these are going to look – they're going to age probably poorly. One or two of these guys isn't going to hit. It oh, won't yeah. be worth it, right? That's just usually how it goes. But you got to lock up your young talent when you, when you got them, and if you believe in them. We have better photos of the Boston Celtics' new City Edition jerseys dedicated to honoring the life and legacy of the late Bill Russell. A few photos for you here. Yes, much better photos than that Marcus Smart uh, screen grab we had from that weird video from a Dick Sporting <laughs> Goods. It was like, what are these? Uh, you guys already sort of teased it earlier. You like these when we see them in the, in the real official photos. They're going to wear these 11 times. Oh, 11 times. Yeah, Perfect. That that's nice? a good number. Yes, that's special. The uh, green. Great choice. Dark green. Yeah. Very Definitely dark looks green. darker. It's dark. It's dark. It's not the, the bold green, you know, the brighter green, I guess you'd call it, uh, that the Celtics usually wear. I'm loving it. Uh, I'm loving the panels. Yeah, you got 11 gold diamond icons that run down the jersey and shorts on each side to uh, signify the number of NBA titles Russell won with the team. It's pretty cool. Bill did a lot of things in his life. And he also was a designer of jerseys. He helped us. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that part. Though. Yeah. Uh, he's kicking ass. Even in the grave. Kicking ass, Bill. Those, yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. What, what do you say, Trey? 
I still don't like black and green together. Okay. Um, but they look better than the screen cap we had, and I think having a Bill Russell jersey after he just passed away is really awesome for the Celtics. The word mark there on the front of the jersey, uh, it's written in a script inspired by Slade's Bar and Grill, which was the historic Boston restaurant that uh, Bill Russell owned in the late 60s, too. Saw people like showing the... Uh, the you know the the sign outside the restaurant and it's sort of similar to the uh, Celtics uh, font there sort of cool they thought of everything they really did they really did it's nice uh, basketball returns tonight that's good yeah season Sixers Celtics seven thirty p.m. Eastern on TNT and the Lakers Warriors at ten got the ring ceremony uh, we got a busy busy day here we went really long today had a lot of fun with the tears. Coming up at 2 p.m. Eastern. We, had a ra- right. we basically had a rain delay with this, uh, yeah, with this yeah. podcast. It was going to go one. It's been pushed to two. No bunts. Yeah, I had a haircut booked in between. Uh, not <laughs> not because I needed to do more work on the show, but I had a, a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> what? Haircut. Yeah. You ever you, heard of a haircut? You have one hair, coming up? Is what you mean? Yeah, well, I don't know if it's going to happen. We'll see. TBD. Oh, okay. TBD. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're live streaming from the salon. Okay. So no bunts uh, in theory. At some no, point. that's that... uh, yeah, two. No, two. That's, that's happening. Okay. Yeah. Uh, later in the afternoon, around 3.45 p.m. Eastern, a few of us are going to jump on the athletic NBA show opening day extravaganza. Uh, join all the athletic writers there. <laughs> the Jokic picture is funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, me? I'll play basketball. He's throwing deuces up there for his two MVP wins. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be jumping on that 3.45 p.m. Eastern. And then, before the Sixers Celtics game tonight, 6.45 or so on YouTube, here on the No Dunks YouTube feed, uh, we're going to do a little pregame stream. Where we, uh, I don't know what we're going to do. We're just going to <laughs> talk to the people. Get get excited about uh, basketball starting. Yeah. Just get hyped. Look at Tass's new haircut. Uh, yeah, that's going to happen for yeah. sure. So we'll be doing also that. on the buns. Oh, Hair, yeah. The haircut will be ready for the buns. <laughs> I thought you might wear a hat. It's baseball. <laughs> oh, that's a good call. No, I got to go pick up my guest as well. Uh, I always chauffeur my guest. My no-bunch <laughs> guest. Jesus, that's nice. Yeah, so he's got to. I got to get him here. Okay. Or he may just appear via video. TBD. A lot of things. Jesus. Happening okay. Oh, it's a busy day from the Classic Factory. So uh, we're excited for all these shows coming later today and all these streams that we'll be jumping on. Hit the like button, subscribe to No Dunks, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. Until we see you when we see you. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Spurs draft pick Jeremy Sohan's name is pronounced Sohan. I did say Sochan. Yeah, it's a Polish-American name. I knew I said it wrong when I said it. And you guys are great in the stream team. Corrected me. I went and looked it up. That's the last time we're going to say it this season. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What an ass. What an ass. What what an ass. But it might be right. Brace the day, people. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.